Welcome to Ledger and Kobe Live. My name is Brian Krogsgaard. Kobe, how you doing? Uh, I just woke up uh, like about about half an hour ago. Woke yeah. up. So Some, something about I, people I, that I host podcasts with, they choose to sleep all the way until the time we're supposed to record. Josh does the same thing to me every Friday almost. Uh, but I'm glad you're rested for the show. My voice is like halfway back uh, versus when you asked me if I was dead yesterday interviewing the sushi team. Um, yeah. The thing is, I don't choose to go to sleep. I haven't chosen to go to sleep for, I don't know, like months and months. I just stay awake for as long as I can. And then all of a sudden I wake up. It was never a choice. Sometimes I'm on the floor. Sometimes I'm on the couch. <laughs> sometimes I'm like in the bath. Um, today I was, I was I went to make some toast and I just woke up a bit later. Fuck. You need to get <laughs> a uh, SBF style uh, beanbag chair. And then you just oh. plop it right there in front of your computer. Hmm. I actually have got a, a chair now, but uh, it's like it's weird to like sit and sit and talk. Yeah, like standing up feels normal. Well, our uh, our guest today is no surprise to anyone or no stranger to anyone. Before we get to him, though, we need to let folks know this episode of Ledger and Kobe Live is brought to you by Blockfolio. Go to ledgerstatus.com/blockfolio to download Blockfolio today. You can actually trade directly on Blockfolio now, and uh, we're going to give away, I said $1,000, we're going to give away $2,000 because Kobe said we're not plebs or something along those lines, uh, and in order to win the $2,000, you have to follow Path's instructions. He's going to tell you, we're going to tell you what to do in a minute, but first, go to letterstatuscom slash Blockfolio and download it, and then we'll... Uh, Get your address alongside your competition entry, and Path will choose the winner. Um, thanks to Blockfolio for being our partner on these streams. Path, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Kobe, can you introduce Path? Yeah, so Path is uh, the uh, under-16s world champion <laughs> uh, for both musical chairs and for Ponzi schemes. Um, he peaked around age 10, uh, got into crypto age 10, tweeted me, he was like, hello, I'm, uh, I'm new to Twitter, I'm 10, and I'm just looking for some trading tips, and then I taught him everything he knows, um, and I think now he's surpassed me and, 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 and reached a, a, new level of, um, a new level of greatness. Uh, <laughs> known for uh, great, the greatest hits such as uh, Cursed Chart and uh, uh, the constant Zcash bag sandbagging. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, Path? I'm great. Thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so is it true that you are actually 16 years old? Uh, I'm 23, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I wish. 23. Man, I are we calling 23? How long, how long have you been in crypto? Uh, I started when I was 15. 2013, early 2013, I got in, bought my first Bitcoin about $100 or so, I think, and that, that crazy run up. And what were you doing? What were you doing as a 15-year-old in like, <laughs> uh, in South, like, I don't know, Devon, I don't know where you're from. Um, but, you know, you're, you're 15, you're in like, I don't know, are you in sixth form at age 15? Like, doing how did age. you, yeah. yeah, you're doing your GCSEs. How did you end up? <laughs> buying bitcoin and on crypto twitter like what happened in your life um so uh, i i kind of i wanted an easy way to make money because i was like i don't want to get a job i want it. easy money so 
uh, what was I doing? I heard about Bitcoin when it was like $20, but I didn't, I didn't really understand it. I thought it was a scam. I did ask my parents. They're like, no, it's a scam. Like, okay. Um, and then eventually like six months later, they let me buy some of my birthday money. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I used to like, I used to like look for exploits in, in video games and stuff. Like I found a gold dupe in World of Warcraft. I was like, oh, that's free money. That's cool. So it was just easy ways to make money. I was looking for really. And then I got into crypto. I didn't really do much trading to begin with. I didn't even know how to trade. Like I just, I bought Bitcoin and I held it all the way until the end of the year. And then at the end of the year, I was like, oh, hang on, I can actually trade this stuff by sending it to an exchange. <laughs> it took me six months to figure that out. Um, and then I got into all coins on Cripsy and stuff. I remember I saw Bill Steel, uh, Quark Coin, all that stuff. I think I think it was Max Kaiser who got me into it. I can't, I can't actually remember. Oh, well, when I was like... 13 i had a friend who was mining bitcoin i played world of warcraft with him and he was mining it in 2010 but i was like okay whatever that's too complicated for me wait wait, wait. so what happened to this friend oh he's uh, on gox no he he's well what happened actually so he's on twitter he's called zoleon um but he he sold i think a few bitcoin in 2013 he bought a gpu or something with <laughs> cash <laughs> was like, oh i've made free money i just mined it on my laptop and i got a free gpu it's great so he did that um and then i think he, he did margin trading and so on he did all right yeah all right all right so you just you were just looking for ways to make money you were exploiting video games looking <laughs> for a way to to uh, avoid getting a job um yep. and you stumbled on to um crypto and then fast forward like i don't know seven eight years or so multi-millionaire what do your parents think because you're like you're still like five or something <laughs> what you, <laughs> what's going on in your family at this time because most people i guess the top of the 2017 ball run four years ago so you would have been 19 so you're, you're 19 cashing out as a multi-millionaire um did you tell did you tell like your mom while while it was going up like oh mom i just I'm, i think i'm a millionaire now or did you just like <laughs> wait and like buy a house and move out and be like peace <laughs> yeah i told i well i told my mom before i bought a house anyway but like my dad still has no idea how much money i have so I really <laughs> that much should uh, we send him the link to this <laughs> <laughs> no uh yeah, yeah, they're happy. Does your mom think you're a drug dealer? Like, does she understand? She thought, crypto? She, she woke me up in the middle of the night once, saying, "Like, are you a hacker? Like, how?" <laughs> she really thought. <laughs> she really thought I'd done something illegal to get. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe so you did. Maybe you did. Maybe yeah. Maybe <laughs> depends on the jurisdiction, um, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're in, we're in England. Like, all your tweets are illegal here. If like some of those things, some of those collectibles behind you are probably legal. The 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 wings look a little bit sharp on that. <laughs> could be considered a knife and taken away from you under the terror act. Well, um, definitely. So um, so you got you started trading. At, at what point did you realize that you were um, like a a savant? <laughs> at what point did you go like, holy shit, I'm like God. Um. Maybe like probably 2017, it was like, oh, okay, I've actually made it. Uh, <laughs> but not not just made it, because like you know, you can just you can just like you you know the, the 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 popular bell curve meme where there's like 50 IQ, they all make it. Um, you know, they say Ripple's going to go to three dollars, and then it did. Um, <laughs> and then there's the hundred IQ middle of the bell curve where. 
they overthink everything. They say, well, no, this can't possibly keep going up. It's already gone up five times this week and um, blah, blah, blah. That's where and I And there's the one... There's the 150. Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle of the bell curve, so I I just got to dumb myself down when trading to uh, to try and win. And like you're firmly in the 150. You're like the like you know you. predicting using like fucking algorithms what's going to happen in the future, and then it happens almost down to the fucking candle. That's the 150 bracket. That's like you know, what point did you realize you were in there? Not just that you made um, it, but that you could see the future. I think the, the Litecoin halving pump in 2015, I was like, oh, well, this should happen. And I charted it and it happened like exactly. I'm like, oh, hang on. Wow, it's that easy. Um, so <laughs> I just kept doing that. Uh, so can, yeah. you, can you tell um, us plebs, uh, like there's, you know, it's a plebs in the chat. I'm a pleb. Um, ledgers, ledgers are right. Can you tell them what the process is? Like when you did cursed chart or, you know, some of these charts where, it really just looks like you've got a, a sort of blue script. Um, a blue script? Is that a word? A blueprint. A script yeah. and a blueprint <laughs> for the market. Like you, you just saw the future and went, you know, it goes like that, it goes like that. That's the exact top. It'll crash to there on this date. Not just like you got the, the prices, right? Like the dates, right? Uh, what's the process? How did you, how did you do it? Uh, so with Curse Chart, uh, I was targeting 20, 25,000 anyway as a, as a sell target. I thought like, well, at that point, it's parabolic enough. So um. On Coinbase, we moved up to 20,000 in like a flash spike one day. So I'm like, okay, well, there's probably liquidity around around there. So that's a good target. And then I was thinking like the the CME news, that was a, that was a dead top. So I was targeting that. I was like, well, people are probably buying up to this fundamental event. But like, see the market's so overbought. It's so parabolic at that point. There's not going to be any more buyers in the uh, like traditional finance world. So, and also like it will mean more liquidity comes in. So the, the way things trade probably changes as well. Like, They'll be different. There'll be bigger participants. There'll be more hedging. It'll be more efficient. So I thought it's probably a good time to take stuff off the table. Um, yeah. And then it crashed from there. This doesn't explain how you had like a chart fractal that like executed down to the T with both curse chart and then with blessed chart as well when <laughs> uh, when we broke out from the, the bear market almost perfectly on your uh, on your prediction. Like there's two explanations. There's a one, it's just you. There's one participant in the market, it's just you. <laughs> And you just like move it around and it's all like a big cosmic joke for you for you to like entertain yourself. I mean, like, you know, you're you're 20 years old, bored at home, <laughs> this pandemic. What else are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, yeah. But but the other option is like you can see the future. Like you've done it several times. We need to know how. Um, so usually I look at like old Bitcoin moves or other crypto moves and like sort of like carry them over and say, like, okay, something similar will happen because it's mostly just speculation and, and so on, and then usually plays out similar to that yeah just fractals really like uh like throughout look throughout history to find clues about the future you're yeah. a, i can't pronounce the word I, I can never pronounce it like anthropological anthropologist trader. anthropologist there you go there you go so you're <laughs> both both more eloquent than me as well um just like to alert you both that from the moment we went live, Bitcoin has just only gone down. Yeah. It's because <laughs> it's because Path's not their market buying. <laughs> this confirms the theory that there's one market participant. It's just Path. He's propping it all up for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, you're very generous letting everyone else get, get rich. So, um, <laughs> Path, I just pulled up the curse chart low and the actual low, and they I think they're within about $200. Uh, uh, it was kind of, yeah. So I was targeting twenty five hundred bottom, and the bottom was thirty two hundred. I think. Um, yeah. yeah. And then there's the blessed chart as well. Yeah. 
we will have to find there's this. been a few there's been a few like it's <laughs> one you can be like it's fluke you know like anyone can do one that crypto burb guy sometimes gets it right and you know uh but i'm sure that's not intentional but that one's not when so there's good. like when, when there's multiple um down to the t it becomes it, it becomes quite impressive and um it gets to the point where uh when my position is opposed to your position I go, well, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to, I have zero conviction in myself now. I, I, I path, path disagrees with it. I'll just, I'll just skip this one. Um, but in doing like trading is not only, uh, you know, pulling up a chart, being able to put the future on trading view and, um, and then watch it sort of play out. How do you, like, how do you have the conviction to execute or do you like, is, has there been a, a time where, you've seen the future on trading view, you've painted the future and you've completely fucked up the trade and made no money. <laughs> like you've lost uh, money. I've never, I've never completely fucked it up. On the blessed chart, I wasn't long at the bottom as much as I wanted to be really because I was like, well, it's kind of just bleeding out. There's no momentum. And then we had that one day where it went up like 40% Whatever. I'm like, okay, it's going to happen then. So then I got, yeah, I added more. Uh, yeah, they, they tend to go pretty well. Um, I can't find the blessed chart, but yeah, I'll, I'll link it. Hang on. Yeah, he's not gonna, he's not gonna let it, uh, not gonna let it not, not be pumped on stream. Here we go. Oops. Blessed chart. So where in the, wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> and these, these are just like fractals of all like altcoins. So blessed chart was Ethereum. Yeah, so it's just an old an old pattern and you've cloned it for the future, um, matched it up to uh like current scenario and gone if his, if history repeats it'll probably look a little bit like this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um the Zcash I've been quite optimistic. I've taken Griffle your <laughs> your Zcash one, I think, made me the most angry because I was like, Zcash was seventy dollars, and I was like, Zcash is definitely going to one hundred and fifty dollars or one hundred thirty-five dollars. And I swear, the next day, you were like, Zcash is definitely going to fifteen hundred dollars. I was like, you just made my target look so absurd. So far, it's following the script, though. Uh, close enough. Yeah, we, we kind of went down when Bittrex delisted it, but that was just that was a great buying opportunity. <laughs> did, did you reload when that happened i did yeah yeah I, I sold on the announcement and then when we were going sideways at 50 i'm like i might as well get back in because like uh, tyler was speaking about it like we're not going to do this and so i'm like okay it's probably just yeah so this was my scared. like uh this was my gig along chart and i was saying it would go where it is today i didn't know it would be so underwhelming you know by doubling that it would be underperforming still but i guess that's classic zcash things uh <laughs> And then your, you know, your number is like somewhere up here, <laughs> you know, well beyond anything that I could have dreamed of. Do you feel, um, do you feel a level of responsibility uh, now that there is sort of like a religious group that sees you as like sort of shamanistic uh, uh, or, or, or like a, a future seer like you you you've had charts that just come true so now 
all of your charts must come true? And does it put a burden on you before you like share them? Or do you feel like a sense of responsibility? Like there's going to be some dude who's, uh, you know, working his like night shift and he just wants to, just wants to get out of this like rat race. So I'm just going to follow path to greatness. He's done it so many times before. Um, I feel like if I ever think it, I'll probably lose the magic. So I, I try not to, but I am, I am kind of worried about the risk people take following it. There's one guy who was working at McDonald's and he was just following my Ethereum chart. Have we pulled up the Ethereum chart actually? Yeah. Okay. Now he's, now he's going to show off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he was just following that and he, he made an incredible amount of money. He doesn't have to work anymore. I think he quit. McDonald's. He quit his job because he followed your Ethereum call? Pretty much, yeah. He did. He did sell the exact bottom the other week at like nine hundred. But you know, where where was he? Where did he go in on his long from? I I don't know. Five, maybe like four five hundred or so. Okay, so he played like that uh, off that consolidation in October or something. Uh yeah, I think so. So you led someone to retirement off of one <laughs> trade. Well, they they manage their risk, so I can't can't take any responsibility for it. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, hey, let's take a chance before, because we're going to get inundated or you're going to get inundated path. You yeah. have to at CryptoPathic on Twitter and you have to, um, he's an NFT savant as well. We haven't gotten to that part yet. You have to send him an NFT buy recommendation and he will choose the one with the greatest value. So whichever one he decides is the, uh, most likely to be a quality value, uh, he will choose. So that's the winner. Whoever he picks will win $2,000 on Blockfolio. And then you just have to uh, use Blockfolio. Go to ledgerstats.com slash Blockfolio. I'll need your Ethereum address so that the winner can be chosen. And you will dually find the trading experience of Blockfolio to be a delight. And you will get $2,000 thanks to... Uh, Ledger and Kobe live and paths choice of whoever's destiny it is to receive $2,000, but you have to send him a quality NFT that he would purchase tag path, send him a link to an NFT. If you win, I'll get your Ethereum address by DM on Blockfolio, and off we go path. I apologize for your mentions. They're coming in. They're already coming in. Uh huh. Nice. Uh, somebody wanted your current thoughts on Bitcoin. Um, I'm still bullish. Yeah, I think we'll probably see 60,000. Uh, we did have like a billion dollars of margin longs open on the Tesla newsletter. So if we don't get another big institutional buyer, then we're kind of screwed. So that's that's kind of being priced in, I think. There's a lot of people waiting for that to happen, and like that's their exit liquidity. So yeah, we need, we need the trend to continue. I, I think it will. But yeah, there's a lot of people betting on margin at the moment that stuff like that will happen, which is kind of scary. But it doesn't necessarily mean we'll just collapse. It's just, yeah. yeah, so you think 60K is like kind of a near-term target for people's liquidity? and is Yeah. What do you think for the year? Uh, well, I don't know. I think like long-term, like 250,000 or so, I'll probably take a lot off the table and then just like stop trading. <laughs> Will you buy an island? What what will you buy for two hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand dollar Bitcoin? He's gonna bro, he's gonna put it all into CSGO skins. Pokemon cards, yeah. Yeah. 
conqueror. What will you do? What will you do if you're going to stop trading? What will you do with your life? Like, what's the plan? Uh, uh, well, if we're still in lockdown, it's nothing. I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, like, not. In, I don't mean like in 2021. I mean, like, for you know, perpetuity. Um. So before lockdown, I was doing like volunteering and stuff, and just getting out there and traveling because I haven't done so much of that. I just want to, yeah, just want to get out there more, enjoy life. Um, and then after that, I'll have to figure it out. But I've got, I've got forever. So, are you going to go live like MySpace Tom? <laughs> he does photography. MySpace right? Tom's my idol, man. MySpace yeah. Tom's my idol. He's just like he built something. People liked it. He added like some value to the world. He didn't, you know spend all the time trying to get you to click on ads and influence like global politics and make the world worse. He sold it to some people for like, like loads of money. Uh, and then he just went traveling for a bunch of time until his product went back to zero. And then he rebought it and was like, cool, sweet. <laughs> Best trade of all time. I sold this like 10 years ago, go for like a billion dollars. And I just rebought it for like 10 mil. He's, he's a legend. Um, cool. So it's in sold my to News Corp. For $580 yeah, he, million. Dollars. He, he dumped on News Corp. He's a genius. <laughs> a great, He's my idol. Great I, I also just on. like how he, lived, how he lived his life afterwards. He was just like, okay, cool. I've, I've, I've made it enough's enough. I'm going to go like, explore the world and see, uh, you know, like do things that I would never have got to do. I, I, think that's, I think that's good. Like Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel spent his time like taking blood out of uh, <laughs> young people, allegedly. Um, and like influencing politics like just have a nice life mate there's like loads of good stuff to do um so in my in my twitter um mentions i'm getting a lot of uh <laughs> i'm getting so cryptopathic is very hot oh oh market sells off as soon as crypto cobain reveals cryptopathic is actually harry potter <laughs> uh does path have a girlfriend is path single uh, I have I a girlfriend. Path? Sorry, Kate. So, not only are you the greatest crypto trader of all time, but you also have a girlfriend. <laughs> I think you're the only crypto trader with a girlfriend. Can you tell Twitch chat how this happened? Uh, I met her online. <laughs> how's how's on that? Like crypto Twitter or what? No, Did you no, follow no. your trading view charts. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Is she a witch? She is, <laughs> uh, as far as I know, maybe. You right. you have to All be right. like in Let's the point, it. like in a, in the in the realm of how rare is this hash mask? Being in the zero point zero five percent of you know crypto traders and the zero point zero five percent of crypto people with a girlfriend, uh, like you have to be like <laughs> a uh, a hash mask equivalent of the golden halo, right? Uh, on a mystic oh absolutely there's not, right, not a lot of overlap yeah. on that venn diagram yeah you're gonna have to uh send some tips to barney because he's like fucking <laughs> he's going he's going insane dude he needs some he's, help he's posting like every single day <laughs> yeah i mean he's lost it he's uh he needs help um so in, in like I like I've known you. We we met in real life uh, a few a few years ago, and I I've, yeah. like we've chatted since the 2013, 14 um, 
sort of market cycle, I guess. I guess I was chatting to a teenager. I didn't know it, just me, like <laughs> online chatting to a 15 year old. Cool. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time. Um, but uh, one thing I've noticed is that you're, or you always have like sort of a good uh, grasp of the macro um, like position, like the uh, macro position of like global economics, but also um, macro trends. Like uh, you've been early on uh, collectibles, digital collectibles, and um, like called a lot of the the GameStop moves, the top of the GameStop move, those kind of things. Um, how, like outside of crypto, how much time do you spend like researching these things? Is it just born out of gen, gen like genuine interest or? Um, yeah, it's, like, it's what, genuine interest. Yeah. So I, I pick up a lot of it just on Twitter and then do some research talk with some friends about it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like with, with collectibles, uh, especially like in COVID, people are stuck at home all the time. So they have nothing else to spend the money on, right? A lot of the disposable income is going that way. So that's why that market's performed so well. Um, and then it, it's interesting trading like smaller markets in crypto as well, because then you can sort of get a perspective of like, uh, so in, like in Bitcoin, I'm, I'm relatively small as a trader compared to like these funds that are buying billions of dollars worth. But then if you go and like you trade collectibles and say there's a collectible you really like and you want to you corner the market, you want to buy all of them, suddenly you're sort of in their position. So it, it gives you a... <laughs> It gives you a different perspective of how things trade, and that can help with your like macro future things. So, so what you're saying you is you are the Elon Musk of Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> um, what yeah, are some CSGO skins? Uh, what are yeah. some of the popular like uh, I don't know like categories of NFTs? Like I know hash masks and punks and top shots, but I don't like I'm kind of I'm a noob in that landscape of like what so, else is maybe not so big that you know, there's millions and millions of dollars, but it's still popular if you kind of dig into the NFT space? Uh, right. So Punks, I think, has the biggest market cap out of all the NFT collections, like 100,000 Ethereum probably, if you were to that, add them all together. Um, they've done, like, incredibly well over the last few years. Um, and then, yeah, NBA Top Shot's relatively new. It's just free money at the moment because they, they keep the packs limited. So, like, if you can get, get a pack, you can turn $30 into, like, a few hundred very easily. Um, <laughs> they, those aren't the right punks, though. I don't think. Yeah, I was trying to find. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so Hashmas is like relatively new. Uh, Hashmas is really interesting because it's like it could also be a puzzle. Uh, it's quite inspiring. I think like people will definitely make projects that are similar to it. Like there'll be like an ARG game built into all this art. Do you well. think there's going to be anything to the NCT token? So like they're like hash mass is just kind of the first one that operates on a similar platform. Like there's different art that is distributed similarly and has the same token on the back end. Well, yeah, you could do that. that that'd be interesting. Yeah. If they, um, cause like for the people who made hash mass, they have loads of money now. I'm sure they'll make another project. Right. They, they, they can fund whatever they want. Um, would you? I wouldn't. If I made fifteen million dollars for like, sell, like paying someone on Fiverr, paid someone on Fiverr to draw some masks, and then just like gave them out, and made fifteen mil, I go, hmm, that was it. That's it. That was it. <laughs> well done. <laughs> like, because people people will find like paradoxia, like they'll they'll find meaning in the noise. So even if there's no puzzle, someone will work one out. Like, yeah. There'll be some mistakes, and people will find me. It's like QAnon. It's like. The QAnon for hash masks. There's no puzzle, but some people are going to figure one out by themselves. I just go with the money, 15 mil, put it all into fucking shit coins and run. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right, Pat. <laughs> this is this is my entry for the competition. 
Uh, okay. Because it's toilet paper, and I've not seen one with a medical mask on it and no hair. So I haven't done the calculation on this, but I feel like three three ETH is a bargain for this little guy. And his oh, name's I'll Pump. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, someone make me Jar Jar drinks, which is the one I said I wanted, and someone like front ran me and bought it before I. <laughs> I feel like that's cheating because, you know, I already said I wanted that, so, so I'll have to pass. Where do you like to Where do you like to look for NFTs? Like OpenSea is uh, kind of a catch-all, right? Yeah, yeah, OpenSea. Like you can you can look at anything on there. I think uh, pretty much. Except um, so the other big one is Nifty Gateway. They have a lot of famous artists on there, but all of that is. It's a centralized exchange. All of the NFTs, you buy it on there. They're still minted on the blockchain, but they're held by Gemini. So Gemini runs all of that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's really good for any like people who wanted to get into NFTs because they, they'll handle the technical end of everything for you. So you don't have to go through like Rarible or anything. And you get like huge publicity, like Justin Rowland did some sketches and he made like 2 million in 15 minutes or whatever. Wow. So yeah. Um, so is this where like the biggest concentration of real money is is on here yeah, uh yeah for, for art i'd say yeah for like, like outside of collectibles for just straight art yeah i'd say so because like you have people uh lush Ucks, if that's how you say it uh yeah there's a lot of big artists on there and they, they do new drops every week um also like for flipping them people well it's, it's not it's kind of dried up now but like uh one of justin ronan's one it was easy for ten dollars and then one sold for a thousand like an hour later so you get the right stuff with the right brand name you can make easy money on it as well um but yeah I'm, I'm happy to hold some for a long time as well uh and i, I have one of people's as well so people's shipping physical editions uh um, okay soon. i think this yeah he's gonna start like this week or so so i only into the ether ether one That's, and this is uh, small amount of free alpha people will be on the stream next week uh thursday same time if you heard that, then you, uh, then you're in luck. <laughs> it was, was a little hard to hear. Uh, I was trying to do some like uh, ASMR shit, but maybe it didn't work. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> they don't. We don't need to. We don't need to spoil it too soon. But you bought uh, into the ether. What's it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it mean by 207 editions minted? This. Um, is- so it's an open edition. When they do open editions, you have I think five minutes to buy it and then after the five minutes are up that's it you can't mint anymore but it has a fixed price in those five minutes that it's up for so you're you're uh, speculating trades. on how many people will actually pull the trigger at that price then right uh yeah yeah well like, if it's early on like because i didn't i wasn't on nifty gateway at this time so i had to buy this one in the secondary market but it's still got like you can look at if you go to secondary market so the initial listing price was 969 dollars, and then on secondary it's like ten thousand now i think wow Okay, so the people that bought it in that five minutes got it for nine sixty nine. Yeah. And now they're selling for tens of thousands of dollars each. And there's how many there were two hundred of these? Two hundred and seven, yeah. So lower serial numbers will be worth more as well. So um, is this like some of the most expensive art in the world? <laughs> I mean when you put <laughs> all this together. Um yeah, you can you can sort it by like cheapest. So like most of that stuff won't sell, probably, but yeah. It's pretty cool because it's it's sort of like it's a new sort of art form, so people are excited about it. They'll pay a lot, and also it lets people have loads of money in the space at the moment. So it's yeah. So what is, what is your exit plan for some of these NFTs? Because the other day you spent what was it like two hundred thousand dollars on a hash mask, and like what's the plan? 
Like, are you, got, are you, are you, are you intending to sell that for $2 million in a year? Are you, uh, you, just, you just like it? You're going to keep it forever? Are you expecting um, to live in virtual reality and it'll hey, be in your wall? Path, path can I, do- can I dox your OpenSea account? Yeah, sure, go for it. Um, so go ahead and answer the question I'll, and I'll pull it up. Uh, yeah. So sort of a mix of both. Like I'm, I like it, but also I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to it and see if we can get a good price. I get a good price. If not, then oh well. So this is the one, this is the one they're talking about. You paid, uh, seven seventy five. Yeah. You paid 75 ETH for a, a mystic. Yeah. That's the cheapest one that's sold so far. Okay, so you basically bought the cheapest Mystic that was available. Uh, well, most of them aren't for sale. It's pretty difficult to get prices because they the people want them. They're like people own them. They're like, give me three hundred Ethereum, or just I won't sell it. So um, yeah. the only other Mystic that went right was the one for four twenty. Yeah, the one Danny Pool, I think. Gotcha. So, how does what's the scale of value on these? Like a big collection. You were talking to me a little bit earlier, like what you think the low dollar stuff will be and what versus how the high dollar stuff will react in the market. Um, so yeah, typically like in art and collectibles markets, the, the higher end stuff performs better, like even in terms of percentage. Like if you look at Pokemon cards, the, like the PSA 10 first edition Charizards, they perform like incredibly well because everyone who has them, they don't, they don't want to let go of them. And like the people who buy them, they have loads of money anyway. So it's not really worth their time to sell it. So you just have this liquidity crisis on the supply side. So like if anyone, if anyone actually wants one, they'll pay, they have to pay whatever people are asking. So that's the deal with art. That's why it's so, there's a lot of money in it. Um, yeah. Like people hold, people like, they get incredibly invested in, like emotionally invested in their investments, uh, like, like a shit coin or whatever. But with art, people are like that normally. So if you, you double that as an investment, then it's like, you, yeah, just go to insane prices. That's why pumps have gone off so much. That's why they've, they've outperformed Ethereum. They don't want to let go of them. What I like about um, about NFTs is it reminds me of the, the old coined up crypto days where instead of feeling like, like when you trade on Uniswap now, it feels like there's 10,000, 100,000 other participants in the market. Whereas when I traded on Coined Up back in the day, it felt like there was five people all trying to outsmart <laughs> each other. And trading NFTs feels similar. Like you, that it is you and one other person that's trying to buy this thing, and it's just like some game theory about how you're going to uh, get it from them at the price that you want. Um, it's so illiquid. You like getting in, getting out. It's sort of thrilling. Um, uh, that's what I, I, I liked about it, but you you are much more experienced. Uh, yeah, well, Mars Mars were really fun when they came out, right? Because yeah, you have all these like different rarities and like different traits they can have, and then you have to kind of figure out there's like who can get all the the best information first, to, like figure out what things are worth, and then you can snipe things. So like I snipe one for two or three, and then I sold it for fifteen, like a few days later. So there's, there's you also sold there. your Chinese. Uh, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Wait, you sold a Chinese what? Uh, there's like a Chinese poem hidden in some of them. And oh. I, I got one and I didn't realize and I sold it for full price. So, yeah, I have a good eye. So when you do um, these, do you try to get your initial out uh, kind of early on as they're being released and hyped up or do you just let it roll or what? Um, so, yeah, I, I sold off some, but like I'm happy just owning this high tier one. That's what I was after really. <laughs> got like for a good price. So I'm just going to hold that and I'll probably sell off some of the cheaper ones over time, but. Yeah, yeah. I, um, if for people who are like looking to make quick money, I wouldn't 
if you want to flip like drops and stuff on nifty gateway that's probably the way to go because there's like there's not much liquidity when it comes to this stuff there's no guarantee you, you won't get screwed over so don't like put all of your money into it like if i was if i was a trader with like not a lot of money i wouldn't go too hard into this because yeah it's, it's very liquid we got a question from nick gorilla did you sell your nct tokens i sold half of them that's so insane. I think. <laughs> well, you marked the top on it there. Uh, I think it went to 50 at one point, yeah. Did it really? Yeah, on, on launch day. No, on launch. Which, yeah, it went to like 60 or something. Wow. Well, I'm just plebbing it up here. I'm a, Turban, I'm do, I stand all the, do I stand all the time or just on streams? Yeah, I stand just on streams. I don't, I don't like talking while sitting down. It makes me feel really weird. I have to like stand up to talk. I can't do it. I like, if I, someone calls me, I immediately start pacing around. Um, just answering chat, sorry. Um, Path. Yes. What is the end game of this sort of global uh, macro economic situation where we, you know, we're printing money, crashing reserve currencies and destroying savers? Like it, it's becoming really impossible now to save, forcing people into inflated assets over the last year. Everything's gone, you know totally nuts against uh, uh against the dollar pokemon cards going crazy people buying hash masks uh you know you own four hundred thousand dollars of csgo skins uh like really 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 fringe stuff is is uh going crazy yeah obviously this asset inflation uh, asset inflation leads to further inequality um well like we've seen uh, a lot of like the left start to demonize sort of billionaires or, or asset holders or rich people What's what's the, like? Oh, also, now everyone's an options trader too. So people have realized that there is no way out. So they've decided to gamble on options. Like, like mom and dad are now options traders. Like, what is the end game? Where is this going? Like, what what next? Uh, well, it's really dangerous, right? Getting everyone into trading, uh, especially on leverage. So I, I imagine it won't end very well for almost everyone. Um, I, I think we'll probably end up with some sort of UBI. In, in most countries because I, I just I can't really see how you can fix wealth inequality otherwise and like maybe there will be some sort of wealth tax but like it's not going to be see people aren't going to be happy about a wealth tax either so there's going to be some like heavy government regulation coming at some point about all these assets that will be going up forever right so like the the Lorenz curve which is like a measure of inequality that's it's it's so steep now it's like you, you there's there's the only way to fix it is to redistribute wealth, really. Um, so yeah, people aren't going to be happy. Like it's not going to end well. For yeah, <laughs> I remember you tweeted something. Tweeted something like, "Hyper Bitcoinization is going to come sooner than I thought, but I don't think the world will be better when it when it does." What do you mean? Well, because most people don't own Bitcoin, right? So it's just gonna it's gonna um, centralize wealth even more, right? especially if you have all these funds like getting into it. It's like Bitcoin started out as like, oh, we're gonna stick it to the bankers or whoever. But then, if the bankers just pay, and like, it's it's over. <laughs> we, cheer, we we cheered for them. We cheered for them. They're like, yes, they're gonna make it go up. Fuck yeah! <laughs> the bankers come back. Right, because I, I remember people like years ago. They were like, oh well, Bitcoin's being co-opted by people who just want to make money. Like that's sort of true, I guess. Um, like it's it's not idealistic as much anymore. It's just like we need to make the number go up as much as possible, and then like maybe that will cause hyperinflation but like that's not that that doesn't yeah that's not going to make the world a better place for people like I just, people talk about like bitcoin citadels and stuff like it's not gonna 
<laughs> Have y'all ever seen the metrics like the CEO pay versus the average employee pay for their companies over time? And it used to be, say, in the early 1900s or something, maybe it was like 10 or 11 to 1, like what the CEO made versus what the person at the company made. Uh, and then it went to like 80 to 1. And now I just looked up a stat. The average CEO compensation uh, was over $20 million in 2019. Uh, so even if someone's making a hundred thousand dollars a year, it's like 200 to one. And most of those people probably are not, they're probably making half that, you know, so it might be like 400 to one. Like that discrepancy is just, how can the populism not occur? Right. And, uh, and how does that play into like everybody else? It's crazy. It blows my mind. Have you ever seen those stats? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, so why you don't mm-hmm. think we'll hit any kind of hyperinflation, but you think do you do you think inflation itself will be a bigger part of of the economy? And do you look at that type of macro stuff, or do you just like savant crypto charts only? Well, the the way inflation is measured is like it's not they don't use like a good basket of goods for it. So like they they've been off for years, right? They don't really understand what normal people like have to live with, like how like what they buy. Yeah, like, I mean, a, like it's it's not measured well at all. Um, and like house prices has gone up to the point where it's just unaffordable for young people. Like it's just impossible. Um, so I, I don't know about hyperinflation. I think if, if cryptocurrencies at any point, they, they do threaten uh, fiat currencies, like seriously though, the government will probably step in and try something. So it really just depends. Uh, Michael Burry tweeted earlier, something I agree with, like it depends how ingrained it can get into like people's portfolios and, and systems before, before it will, before the government bans it basically because then then you can have like actual um like an, <clears throat> then you can actually sort of like fight back against them and like use bitcoin as your own ecosystem but uh what else um if you ever so you if don't you... think that the you don't think the bank of england is going to be coming to you like save us in like five years <laughs> we saw you on that stream mate we think you've got some bitcoin we really need some help um if they do buy any, it's kind of like they'll, they'll just cause like a runaway effect, right? That's that's quite scary. So I think for that reason alone, they won't they won't do it. But like if they do crack down hard on Bitcoin, they'll probably also crack down on other forms as well as well. Like so, like stocks and that that have gone up forever, right? They'll probably come after that. So maybe they'll they'll do all at once. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I think it would just be chaos, really. Like <laughs> I don't think you can predict too well what happened, but like. Because legacy finance is in crypto so much, like the government, like they absolutely can just shut the whole thing down if they want. Right? Like if they tell people like, yeah, it's bad, then they'll have dump everything. Uh, we have multiple questions in chat. One, the chat wants to see Kobe's hair, uh, which we learned in the last stream has been regrown. Uh, number two is they want to know what did we study in uni? Um, yeah. Did Do you, you think go- Path went to uni? We just learned that he's 10 years old and yeah. he, he was a millionaire at six. He skipped, like- <laughs> he skipped high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I went to uni for like two months to do accounting. I, I was commuting up to London. It was awful. Um, so I gave up on that. And then To do accounting? Yeah, well, I, I applied for economics. <laughs> There's an alternative. They, they didn't let me in. They didn't let me into but- economics, so. 
There's an alternative universe where I'm calling my accountant and it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Tortured super genius. Oh. And you're reading through you're reading through my accounts and you're like, fuck, this Bitcoin thing was a good idea. <laughs> uh, as an aside, we are still just market dumping. So if either of y'all have some uh, fresh powder you want to deploy, go for it. Sa- <laughs> save it. It uh, actually dumps every single time we stream. So either there is something that happens this point in the week, um, like some trader, like a, a big place has his day off and like market dumps, or people involved with the stream are propping up the market. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going with the people involved in the stream are important enough to prop up the market and are taking a break at this moment. Yeah, we... We need to. Where's Angelo? Angelo, Angelo. He's supposed to be doing his shift. Yeah, come on, Angelo. You're on the. You know, you're on the plunge you know, protection team right now. <laughs> you know, Angelo messaged me the other day. Not the other. Maybe a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and he he just started selling me stem cell treatments for uh, <laughs> reversing aging. So he was like, "Bro." So he's had a good year, is what shit. you're saying. Yeah, like you saw the photo of him, right? The thing he he, he posted a picture of himself, doxed himself for the first time. Oh yeah. What you don't realize is he's actually fifty five. <laughs> he looks fucking amazing. But he he messaged me and he was like, "Yo, I'm in Colombia. I found this place. I'm getting like stem cells for anti aging. I've been doing it for ages. Deadly serious. He's spending like a lot of money on anti aging stem cells. I've heard. And I just think like maybe I need to start doing this. Like I, I'm living a normal life, and I could live <laughs> Angelo's life. Wow. Yeah, you're going to die at the, like the pathetic age of like 70 or something, and Angelo is going to be here 300 years old. Him and, uh, and, and Bezos, right? Like, have you seen the Bezos before and after? I mean, he's lost 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Path, what do you think about the Bitcoin to gold ratio? Is it something you pay attention to? Uh, no. It's not at all? Do you, think, no. do you think Bitcoin's taking some of the bid out of gold? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. Um, like a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to protect myself against inflation. They've definitely, a lot of them have definitely gone for Bitcoin instead of gold. I think since since March last year, it's like, especially where like all these EV stocks are going up so much, people are like, okay, well, we can take bigger risks and probably it will work out. So yeah. And like gold is just, it's stored so hard when it broke the high. <laughs> yeah, it broke. I mean, it broke the high. It's just like, I mean, it's chilling right at the 2011 high right now, but it, yeah. I'm on a monthly chart. It's like six, seven, seven months of, uh, you know, no new highs after that impulse up. And yeah, how how triggered do you think uh, gold bugs are right now? Oh, they're, they're hating life. It's awful. I, I do own some gold, but nowhere near as much as I do Bitcoin. So. Don't you think the gold bugs are just a little bit like Bitcoin maxes? It's like oh, that's the sort of it's just this sort of like rejection of having to learn anything. Like you go, you know what? I figured out my thesis and I'm going to stick to it religiously, not because, you know, it's the best possible thesis, but just because I can't be bothered to read about other people's. I just can't, it's so difficult to learn about stuff. And I thought I had my lottery ticket. And if anyone sort of offends my lottery ticket, I'm just going to insult them. Um, like the, the sort of like uh, uh, the, the lack of growth just becomes death and you end up as like some personal cult around your investment it it seems sad man like i imagine at some point i'll i'll reach this like i'm just so tired and i'm not gonna learn about anything anymore i'm gonna 
only stick to like shilling, whatever, whatever I like, whatever it happens to be when my brain dies. Um, but God, I fucking hope it's a long time. I hope it's 60 years from now. Aren't you going to be exactly the same thing, but with Ethereum? Mm, I don't know. Cause like, I, like I see the benefits of, of Bitcoin. I see the benefits of ETH. I like talking about ETH cause the Bitcoin maxis get really, really pissed off about ETH. <laughs> they don't get pissed off about everything else. Cause everything else is not like a, it's not even like a genuine threat. Whereas ETH, they see this like tiny genuine threat and they go, fuck you. Like I, you can't fucking say ETH is good. I fucking hate you. Bitcoin is better. Bitcoin came first. Bitcoins. There's only 21 million of them. How many ETH is there? You don't even know. And I'm like, uh, so that's why I, why I like talking about ETH, but like, you know, I, I like looking at um, uh, the alternatives to ETH as well. And like the, the easiest way to make money in crypto is to be on the forefront of uh, of what's happening. Like try and figure out what the next big thing is before it happens and just put it like uh, make a small bet on it. So um, like Solana is interesting because it's trying to be uh, ETH where you don't have to pay $10 million to move your Ethereum around. And um a bunch of things are interesting because of that narrative. Um, equally, ETH was interesting when Bitcoin was the you know only real like legitimate coin because it was doing something uh, doing something new. It was doing smart contracts on uh, on on chain. So, like being uh, like being open minded and trying to learn about everything with a sense of sort of optimism and hope rather than like this everything is a scam. Uh, people trying to steal my money pessimism which they are and everything is a scam but you have to you have to approach it with a sort of what if they're not attitude and then once you've uh, evaluated or learned then figure out how they're trying to fuck you and steal your money um and it, it just seems like maxis don't bother with that anymore they, they either they have ptsd from like it's like true every coin before that was absolute shit it went to zero like maybe they've decided that is the way the world works forever. But I think they've just stopped being open to learning. Speaking of Ethereum, the people want Path's uh, foresight on where Ethereum's going this year as well. Uh, so I think this quarter we'll probably see 3,000, maybe up to 5,000. My um, man. I'm going <laughs> to win a steak much. dinner. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, I don't know. Long term, I'll, I'll deleverage at that point, and then I'll why? Just, I'll just write it. Why do you think that's going to happen this quarter? That's you mean like end of March? Uh, yeah, possibly. Um, but I think it, it really it should have from Bitcoin, and it's it's been lagging. Like it, it can spike up easy, I think, because we're all time highs we're in price discovery. Um, there's all these things happening on Ethereum. It has way more transaction volume than Bitcoin. Like people are actually using it. All these people are talking about NFTs and so on. Um, yeah and also like i don't think i should know yeah that's my thought uh are you is part of what you believe in in regard to this quarter because this is my thought as well is it do you believe in the seasonality or just like it needs to happen sooner it won't happen or what uh sort of yeah like i, I think like we're on a parallel curve and it'll probably peak relatively soon um yeah, also like the same way companies are buying into Bitcoin, we could see like banks buying into Ethereum. They're like, oh, we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose money, we're gonna lose market share to DeFi and stuff. Then they want to buy as much Ethereum as possible to start profiting off of that. Otherwise, they'll go out of business. So, but yeah, we could see that happen. 
Um, but Ethereum competitors, some of them have been doing really well lately, like Dot and Cardano. So we'll see, we'll see how that interacts with it as well. Is Cardano even a real blockchain? I have no idea. I've Is never... it like, does it do anything? <laughs> I've been told they're doing does it have, stuff like, does it have this smart contracts? Cool. I've thought it was. I've thought it was vaporware, but <laughs> that's nice of them. <laughs> this quarter, we'll do stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been around since 2017. I don't know if there was an actual, you know, live product until last year. Like I think when it, around when it bottomed, you know, like they finally went on mainnet in like 2020. So apparently, you can do absolutely nothing for three years and still trade. Charles Hoskinson made a lot of money though. He serially blocks me, but then unblocks me. I like how he <laughs> takes the time to unblock me because like once you've blocked, I don't even know how to unblock someone. Like, <laughs> like there's a section where you can go do that. I've never been to that section because I've never thought mm, I should unblock that person. But he blocks me, then unblocks me. I realize I'm unblocked when he pops up in my feed again. So I send him another offensive tweet and then he blocks me again, but he just keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. He's not learning that nothing changes. I'm just going to keep sending him offensive tweets. And he's going to block me for two weeks. I don't really understand why he's doing it. Amazing. I think he's hilarious anyway. Like some of his videos are just absolute. I mean, he's perfectly like, memeable. So, so, so good. I don't think he intends them to be funny, but they but are the, so good. good. If everyone could send him a tweet now just saying wet pigeon, I would be incredibly <laughs> happy. Just tweet Charles saying we wet need, pigeon. We just the two a, words, wet pigeon. We need at least a thousand tweets going to Charles Hoskinson saying wet pigeon. Um, so, Path, what other layer ones, and Kobe, you too, um, what other layer ones do you even find interesting uh, or could take away some of these scaling issues? Like is, BNC, is BSC real or, you know, like uh, – Solana, like what's got the best opportunity on that front? I, I have no idea. I haven't looked into a new coin in, in years. I don't think I just trade, <laughs> trade the chart. Um, yeah, I like yeah, well, I think I, I think BSC is real, right? Well, I'm, like BNB is going up. So I imagine B, BSC is actually real, but I don't know if that means it's good. I imagine it's probably quite centralized. I think it's just a clone of Ethereum. Every now and again, I see... Uh, uh, a maxi tweet that says like BSC is going to kill Ethereum because the fees are lower. And I want to like re reply, isn't this just a clone of Ethereum? How will it not have the exact same problems when people actually use it? Um, but then I don't know enough about it. So I just pass on, on pass on doing this, but uh, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's Ethereum's game to lose. I think Solana is, interesting because it has the uh the sam cartel power behind it and i think he's ju just going to plow resources into like forcing an ecosystem onto uh onto solana so i think that makes it interesting and I, like it's it feels good to use but honestly once you get transactions that happen relatively quickly and the fees are not completely nuts uh everything feels quite good to use like i used bitcoin for like five or six years and I just got used to sending a transaction and then like setting an alarm for three hours later to remind me that the transaction will have been received so I can continue my task. Um, so any, anything that like you, where you don't have to do that feels pretty good. And I think like ETH fees at the moment are completely nuts. Like they're, insane. they're the, like it, it's not even a joke anymore. It's like the, 
I, I did something the other day. I can't remember what I did. It was like kind of a complex transaction. And my gas fee was like four ETH. And like in my head, I'm like, right, that's $400. But it's not. ETH's like, what? ETH's 1800 now. So it's like, I have to spend $8,000 on gas to do this. Like, I, I, I don't even think this transaction's worth it anymore. I'll wait for a couple of years. Um, so it is a, a huge problem now. And all of that, all of that gas spend is also just getting dumped on market. So the miners are like raking in these enormous gas fees and then just immediately selling it. So um, I think it's Ethereum's game to lose. Uh, I think Polkadot um, and uh, Solana are, uh, are interesting. And um, I think a lot of the like bridges are that are coming up are interesting too. But uh, again, I, I'm a bit more similar to Path these days, unless it's super, super... I trade the chart unless it's really, really, really early. If it's really early, I'll do a lot of fundamental research um, and I consider it more like angel investing. And if it's the chart, I just trade the chart. I need like enough liquidity to enter and exit. And I can only do that on a handful of like um, markets anyway. Well, I feel like the ETH fees has been kind of the narrative for why all these other chains are doing stuff because they're EVM compatible. Uh, so people can just like port to BSC or maybe to Solana, but you know, they're speculating like some of this is going to move to these other ones, by the way, BSC, it, it sounds like it's kind of EOS style. So they have 21 validator nodes. Um, so their transactions per second are faster as well, uh, in addition to ETH, but it does run on EVM. So like you can port directly to BSC. So I, I think that's pretty directly related to BNB mooning recently. And I think that's what I missed on Solana too, is like the fundamentals on Solana, I just failed to look into, you know? Um, and then it just way outperformed what I expected. Yeah. Should we add, um, should we add uh, Birch to the chat? Let's yep. invite Birch, Birch along. And also, um, while I remember chat, do you have any questions for uh, Path or Ledger? Yeah, I've been uh, trying to get through the questions. Um, we've mostly covered <laughs> the ones that I find important. They want to know about Litecoin too. They just want you to go through all the 2016 Coinbase <laughs> coins. <laughs> Not interested in Litecoin. Yeah. Like I've, I've got my Zcash allocation. I imagine the, the performance will be similar at worst. So. What, other, uh, what other altcoins do you like maybe out of the, like, do you pay attention to specific DeFi coins or do you care? Uh, I own link. That's pretty much it. I like Wi-Fi, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so like up to my eyeballs and margin at the moment. I can't buy anything else. It's completely maxed <laughs> out. Uh, <clears throat> How do yeah. you take your shift on the plunge protection team? If you're already up to your eyeballs on margin though, <laughs> just pray. <laughs> Prayers, your plunge protection protocol. Mm-hmm. Nice. How uh, much of your trading scheme is faith-based? <laughs> pull out a new chart if I have to in an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> if it's really going down, you start charting. <laughs> Every little helps, mate. <laughs> that's when I. Uh, that's when I dial into the governance calls. <laughs> start reading the white paper. Yeah. Uh, the, the chat wants to know, is Lindsay Lohan your girlfriend? Is Lindsay Lohan my girlfriend or past girlfriend? Either one. Is, it, is she yours? No. <laughs> no. In, um, in 2014, 
I only followed Lindsay Lohan on Twitter from <laughs> the from the Kobe account. This is like ongoing ongoing joke that. where I would only like only follow Lindsay and like tweet her all the time. She never replied. Now she's in crypto, probably a sign of the top. She tweeted about DeFi today, but it was just a paid for tweet. It seems just from, Justin Sun's uh, bags. Yeah, just just Tron related projects. Um, at the exact same time as Neo uh, also tweeted. <laughs> only Tron related projects, um, very suspicious. I mean, maybe they don't understand the like legal repercussions, like, you know, in the, in the 2017 run, a lot of uh, celebrities got their little fines or their slaps on the wrist from the SEC for, um, you know, uh, not disclosing that they were paid to promote um, uh, assets or securities. Maybe they don't realize this, um, but what a shit reason to get in trouble with the law because Justin Sun told you to do something and you were like, okay, I'll do it for 20 grand. I mean, we're definitely finding out like who are the most broke celebrities, right? So wait, 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 wait. Everyone in chat's going crazy about something, but I missed it. Uh, Everyone's saying hentai. Yeah, I scrolled past something on a super rare. <laughs> it was not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yeah, I'm hoping Twitch identifies it as artwork only. Um, it, get, it was a view from the wrong Twitch. end. <laughs> I missed it. All right. in, my, in my own time. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to do uh, some fundamental research on Super Rare later. All right, and then so yeah, L- L- Lohan's neither of our girlfriends. Path is Grimes, your girlfriend. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about yet. how you feel about Grimes? I, I like Grimes. I'm a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> how much of your net worth? Stuff. How much of your net worth would you invest in Grimes NFTs? Oh, if it's, all it, really- it's over. Yeah, my career's done. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why Grimes? What is it? Is it that she's like kind of a furry? What? Uh, no, I just always liked her music. I've been listening for years and years. So, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, why does Elon like Grimes, you know? Like, <laughs> something about it. All right, chat seems to want to um, want to know what all your collectibles are behind you. Can you give us a little tour of the, okay. uh, of the uh, stuff? It's, it's all mostly cards. Uh, I've got, you guys might know this one, if you were early in Bitcoin. It's a Kazakis. <laughs> it's funded, that one. Uh yeah, it's mostly like PSA cards. Uh, I've got, uh, I can't really dig them out, but I've got a uh, started at Kaiba back there, first edition. We'd love that. <laughs> and then, yeah, just Pokemon cards, been collecting, and Yu Gi Oh as well. So they've, they've done very, very well. Are Yu Gi Oh cards pumping? Uh, yeah, they're, they're more liquid than Pokemon. Like Pokemon's the main market, but yeah, some, some of the Yu Gi Oh ones are. Absolutely. Uh, one sold for more than 100,000 at auction. It was, uh, yeah, the very first set, Legend of Blue Eyes. That was one that you Have bought? You, um... No, I didn't buy it. Are you sold? <laughs> no, no, no. Are you, uh, um, have you played Gods Unchained? Uh, I haven't played it. I was really interested in when it, when it came out. I was watching the market to see how it performed, but it hasn't really taken off, so... I'm not. I'm not really too interested in it. Like, there's not. It's not that popular. There's not that much money in it. Uh, but yeah, they try. It's a good idea. Like, if something like that comes along, and it's made by like 
Blizzard, say like Blizzard did Hearthstone on the blockchain, right? That would be huge because like Hearthstone, you can't trade any of the cards. It's all just stuck on Blizzard servers. But like they suddenly turn that into NFTs. Like it, it would absolutely blow up. Um, but yeah, they'd probably have to use their own blockchain. Like uh, NBA Top Shot uses Flow, which was made by Dapper. It's all like in-house stuff. And like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I assume the fees are a lot lower on that because they, they can mint like tens of thousands of, of stuff. But yeah. Do you yeah. think... Uh... You think we'll get pretty soon to the place where like you can buy NFTs and then there's going to be like some kind of protocol between games where you can, you know, like adopt, you know, parts of your character or whatever across game and like there's an actual NFT marketplace on games for that? Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you can, if they're on the blockchain, they're public, you can like, uh, they, they can sort of interface between all sorts of different platforms. Um yeah, it's it's so there's so many possibilities. It's it's crazy. Do the gaming companies early. like feel? Do, does it seem like they're open to that, or do they all just want it proprietary for their own platforms? Or like, is it possible to be there ends up some kind of like open platform for that? Because that that to me is what would be really neat. I'm, I'm sure someone can figure out some like cross chain stuff as well at some point. Yeah, yeah, early days still. Uh, how much is your physical collection behind you would you estimate I it's worth <laughs> I, I don't know somewhere in six figures yeah but. yeah also what's your home address <laughs> <laughs> what's the is that a dragon up top like what's the what's that one? Oh, that that's it was in he's just a statue we put up there yeah nice all right uh what other questions we have uh, and i've Kobe, got, uh, I've got getting... a question that i yeah, well, I have a question that um, I want to. I've been wanting to ask Path for a few years, and you have to answer really quickly. Don't think about it. I just want to know the first twenty-four words that come to your head. Go. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Pencil. Well, worth a try. Apple, worth a try. Sidewalk. I don't think I would have managed to get it anyway. <laughs> Are we getting birch on? Um, all right. Yeah. Let's add. Uh, yeah, let's add Birch. They can tell I'm going uh, to have to like rebuild uh, the scene. You know who we should try and get? We should try and get Jason from Telegram to come on. Who's that? Jason from Telegram is, um, uh, he, he messaged me. I think he, I, I don't want to dox him anymore, so I won't give too much info, but he, um, he messaged me in end of summer, I think, um, with some technical analysis that was, in a oh, that Jason. Like hand-drawn yeah, yeah, yeah. charts. Yeah, see if we can bring him yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Although he's probably going to dox himself immediately as he comes on Zoom because he probably has it like connected to his work. Uh, while you find out if we can get Jason... He can uh, do the thing... Yeah, he can change it. He, he can, can do the it. thing like the lawyer did with the cat filter. Yeah. Uh, Path, uh, chat wants to know when God Candle. Oh, wow. So shipping, <laughs> shipping delay on that one. Shipping yeah. delay. COVID. It's COVID it's and snow. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and Purist it really wants you to just take his next trade for him. He says, what will BTC most likely do in the next eight hours, specifically? <laughs> up, up only. There you go. <laughs> easy, easy trade. Uh, Cobain, they want to know, what psychedelics have you done? Mm, pretty much everything. Um, pretty much everything, like uh, shrooms, LSD, DMT, a bunch of the like research chemicals. Um, I did nutmeg once. That's a delirium rather than a psychedelic. And I highly, like, I highly discourage 
it was fucking terrible. Um, uh, yeah, a bunch of like plant medicines and uh, stuff. Um, I have not done ayahuasca. Um, uh, I don't think I will. Uh, but um, yeah, pretty much everything. Like I, I, I became an, an LSD maxi though after um, after a while. It's the only thing that I. Uh, I, I like that it gives gives me energy as well. Whereas I think shrooms kind of make me want to go to sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, like ten years ago, well, when Path was a Path was in diapers, um, I, <laughs> I was I did a lot of psychedelics when I, I was playing music and uh, going to a, a, a lot of festivals. And um, I, I'm old now, so I do I can't, do can't do that much less. Yeah. I, although I have a, I have a sensory deprivation tank in my basement. So uh, uh, every now and again, I treat myself. It's like luxury. You just go in there, uh, go to the void and ask for answers. And I've learned that if you keep your mind still enough, it can answer anything that, uh, anything that you need. You know what I learned as I got moment. older is I get dizzy really, really quickly compared to a child. Like my kids can just spin around like 20 times. And if I spin around twice, I need to fall down. That's no drugs involved. Uh, all right, hold on. Uh, but how, like how, <laughs> wait, sorry. How, wh- why are you spinning around? <laughs> because I have, I, have, I have children. They want to spin around. Like they want me to hold them and like spin them around like 10 times in the front yard, you know? Uh, right, okay. Pat, how many times can you spin around? I'm going to go. Are you, <laughs> do it right now. Say how you oh, do Hang it. on. Spinning competition. My wife. You're gonna be dizzy, Kobe. Well, you're you're I'm old actually, and on a milky bar diet, so you're guaranteed gonna be uh, <laughs> in trouble here. I am actually kind of dizzy. I told you that's what I'm saying. Quickly now, recovered. Now My headphones are trapped. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolay in the ch- in the chat is disturbed that uh, that you guys are multimillionaires. Um, so the uh, next question we got was, what was your most losing trade ever? Uh, ooh, so I realized uh, I, had a, I had a Monero position in 2018 when the market like shot itself. Well, I lost a bit on that, but like I've never really had like any huge losers for like, I've just been like betting against the market or anything. I'm, I'm pretty good at cutting losses early. Um, I've had like unrealized gains. I've given back a lot, but so you yeah, just so, like, like with, with Zcash, but like they've never been like huge chunks of my portfolio, really. Um, mothership, I I, st- <laughs> I still have some mothership. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was rough. Yeah, me too. And uh, sentient was mine, like consensus, like that. It was just like minus five million. wasn't even a, wasn't even liquid enough to sell. It's still worth like hundred grand or something, but uh, uh, there's literally no liquidity. Uh, but I, I'm similar to Path, like on altcoins, um, like sometimes back hold something to zero. Um, but uh, on like leverage trading or like active trading, I cut stuff so early that. Um, I, I try and be like allergic to, I, I hate being underwater. I, I like don't have the mental for it anymore. 
like five, seven years ago, I would, I could do it. Now I absolutely hate it. It makes me feel stressed. Um, so I try to be underwater as infrequently as possible. So I cut stuff earlier, which really limits losses, but uh, often means I take a, a small loss when I could have probably got out profitably. But like my, uh, like now I just try, I go, I'm happy with a, a, a small loss. That's fine. I'm happy with a small win. Um, and I try and just ponzi out the like really big winners um, and not overtrade it. Uh, I, I literally can't stand being underwater. It makes me feel sick. So, um, so uh, I cut everything so early that I, I don't really get wiped. So you, never have been, weak, uh, you have weak hands. Liquidated apart from once on. Yeah, yeah, like I think I think the strong hand meme is like like the the hodl meme is just for like it's to trick people into being poor. Like, I think it's the okay. diamond hands GameStop thing. It was like it was a chant. It was a chant of the impoverished. Like diamond hands, they just they just held to the bottom. You bought something that went up a hundred x, and then you memed yourself into saying we've all got diamond hands, so that the hedge funds could short at a higher price instead of using the exit liquidity, like. I think it's a. I think it's a. Um, I think having, like, having strategic weekends is really, really, really important, um, and knowing when to let something run. Um, it's really easy to have strong hands when you unrealized is like, like plenty in the green. Um, so I just try and put myself in a position where. You know, you're up 15%, you're up 50%, you're up 100%. And then you don't need to worry about it. Like, you just leave it forever. Like, set your minimum exit target in case it goes down and just leave the trade for the rest of your life until, like, you know, uh, you're on the Ellen show or something. Um, <laughs> people seem to do that in reverse. People seem to go, um, I enter this position and it's down. So I'm going to leave it. Oh, I'm down 90%. I'm just, I'll just hold it. It's like, nah, dude, if it's less than like 10, if it's over 5% down, I'm just, I'm leaving. Fuck that position. I'm doing it again. I got it wrong. I've already failed this trade. I'll do a different one. I'll do a better one. Fuck it. Yeah. New, new retail, they add to losing trades like so much because in their mind, it's like, oh, the, tr- the stock's cheaper. I can buy more of it. And they just keep adding it. They don't actually understand that it's worthless or anything. There, there was a, there was a graph on one of the Robin Hood stocks people were buying like a couple of years ago. And like it just kept going down and down and down, but then the retail positions just kept increasing. It's like they're buying this thing is absolutely worthless, but they've they've memed themselves into buying this stock. Yeah, it's painful. Uh, yeah, I've had to learn to have stronger hands on a winner, um, because I would typically get excited. Something goes up like two x, and I take my profit, but then it's not worth holding the ones that go down 20% or whatever before you cut them. If when you get that big runner, you, you cut it too soon, at least in a bull market, bear market is different. Uh, path was this where you longed XMR? Cause I lost a lot of money on this weekly candle right here. Uh, uh, no. So it would have been, it would have been at like the very top early 2018. Oh, early was, 2018. Was, yeah. It was somewhere up there. Up, I, up I was here. building position. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it was basing here, I got long and then I forgot about it or like was traveling or something when it gave it up and it just melted. Um, do we think this is a long on XMR, by the way? Like, is that bottom uh, yeah. versus Bitcoin? Yeah, I, I think pretty much everything is bouncing against Bitcoin at the moment, right? Like even like IOTA and stuff is going up. My IOTA doesn't even work, <laughs> right? So yeah, um, <clears throat> I could retest that. 
that low. Yeah, I just think this is going to go slam into this mm-hmm. floor here. Yeah. So there's your free target. 60. Look, we'll, we'll bump it down. There's your free 69% alpha trade from the stream today. You've gotten your money's worth. And we can continue not talking about uh, about targets. Let's see. So I um I just saw a good a good by the way Jason is going to join but he's not going to join with video he's going to join audio only. Oh, that's Honestly, great! If we get blessed to... by if we get blessed by two god, two gods in one call, I'll take it. Um, <clears throat> so I saw a comment in the chat which was Path Kobe, what um what indicators do you use? Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting because I think we're both pretty similar in this regard. But I'll uh, I'll let you answer first. So literally the only indicator I use is for our ISI on Bitcoin. That's it. Just buy when it's oversold and then you make money. Like the hit rate's incredible. Um, that's it. I don't use anything else. Just use like price actions for resistance. It's just, yeah, easy. Just for our RSI? Yeah, default, default settings for it. I'm going to brighten it up for the chat so they can yeah. see. My answer is like literally none. I don't even use that. I don't use any at all, um, partially because I'm not very smart. So I have to recognize that I'm in the middle of the bell curve. And if I start trying to use these like indicators, if I start trying to be a scientist on this chart when I'm competing with quantitative like path, I'm just, uh, I've already lost. So um, I don't use any at all. I think they confuse you. I think they're there to make you overthink it. Um, instead, only use um, horizontals and volume. The only things I care about. Like, um, I, I, I do spend a lot of time looking at open interest, um, who's like what positions everyone uh, is in, and where significant um, buys sells happened, where the support and resistance is, and where where people are. Um, uh, like, what, like, are there big holders who are underwater? If so, where did they enter? Where will they capitulate? Stuff like that. Um, but I think generally uh, indicators are scams. Uh, path this four hour, every time it hit 30, it was like dead ass bottom for this whole <laughs> Crazy, run. right? Yeah. I'm on yep. Ethereum, but same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think Bitcoin's even more scary accurate. Yeah, especially if it like pierces through, you know, it's just like yeah. E- either there or the next touch. This was actually uh I don't know if y'all know Hero, like H X R O. I beta tested it and um made it like a ton of fake hero that uh then I sold uh for six thousand dollars and it would now be worth like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so that was unfortunate. <laughs> uh but I did the same thing on the five minute chart. It's like these RSI double bottoms on the five minute. And I was like, then I just go long uh, based off the RSI. But the four hour on Bitcoin looks very similar to what that, what that did. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if you get some kind of divergence on that four hour is like ridiculous. So there you go. People are, y'all can all retire in two months as Bitcoin yeah. goes a hundred K. And also, like all of those, all those times it's touched over sold. Like you could have held all of those positions, like as long as you wanted to all out to this price. If you had like stop a break even, for example, but it's never, it's never even revisited that price, <laughs> right? Yeah, not that uh, you guys want to know because you think you said indicators are scams. Uh, but the chat asked me what moving averages I have on here. 
Um, I don't necessarily use these as like my guarantee, but I use the 20 and the 200 period moving average all the time. And the 200 week moving average is the absolutely only Bitcoin bear market bottom call ever. Uh, if you look at like historical going yeah. back to 20, it's before 2015 even. Yeah. Back to when it existed. So the 2015 bear market and then the 2018 bottom and even the March liquidity crisis in 2020, like the 200 week is the bear market bottom. If you ever hit the 200 week, just go all in. That's not financial advice. You know, <laughs> I saw um, I saw a tweet the, uh, <laughs> the other day that said the, the 20 MA or 50 MA, I can't remember, um, is is insane. It's really sticking to the price. <laughs> I was like, bro, what That's do you think it is? It is. <laughs> it's literally a moving average. Like, well, of course, it's sticking to the price. It's not going to diverge. If it diverges, then well, we've got a problem. <laughs> like, they're like a great indicator. Really sticks to the price. What the fuck? There's, there's nothing. It's noise. It's the it's the de- it's the distance from it. Um, I don't trade it like based on oh we're too far away because we're going to draw back because like currently you know you just be out. Um, but if you're looking to buy like 2017, we, throughout the bull market, we bounced off the 20 week and then it basically told you to get out on the retest at, uh, 11, five, like after we finished, that could have been your last exit. And then we rejected off of it throughout the bear market. So I like the 20 and the 200 on the higher timeframes. Uh, but you know, that's my style. Kobe and path have made a lot more money than me. Uh, it also, though, when it, we flipped it on ETH, it was Giga Moon after that, 200 week. And uh, just for reference, if you look at Zcash right now, that's uh, why I said, I think, I don't know if we'll get the retest, but I would long Zeke on the retest of it if we get it here. It's at 138. We just cleared it. So if we retest that on the top, uh, from the top side, you know, go for it. 750. We, we've got people in the waiting room, by the oh, way. Oh, sorry. Two people. Let me pull them in. I'm sitting here talking about freaking uh, TA and stuff that you guys hate, and, you know, we had people waiting to come in. Joel, Jason, welcome. Hello. Hey. Is that him? That's the Jason. <laughs> Jason is here. Hold on. I've got a tweet about Jason. Yeah, yeah. link the tweet. Now and- we've got... We've got two people, two people on the same call, and they can both see the future. That must, that must be as a superpower. That must be quite a rare one. Path, was this your pick? Uh, oh, the one I linked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go for that. I, I had people linking me my own NFTs. Well, that, that, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't really own that. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to readjust. Right. Joel, what's up? What's up, guys? What up, Brian? What's up, Path? Hey, Jordan. Do you, uh, do you want to do quick intros, Jason and Joel? Yeah, and I'm going to have There's to move J you names, guys around. We've got Jordan, Jason, Joel. Yes, sir. Sure, I can go. Uh, my name's Joel. I go by Bitcoin Birch on Twitter. I occasionally tweet my thoughts about crypto, but generally speaking, I spend all of my time um, operating Stacked, which is an automated investment platform, and I've been in the industry for about five years. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all you need to know. All right, so you got, you got 35 seconds to tell all the wonderful viewers 
why they should use stacked. You got to do it real quick. No thinking 30 seconds. They not allowed to shill anymore. <laughs> yeah, perfect. No, that's fantastic. The easiest way I can describe uh, why you should use stacked is because I have Jordan, uh, Kobe in my ear telling me all the bad ideas and all the good ideas. And that's ultimately going to make the product super, super successful. So you should use stacked because my guy Jordan is uh, is giving me a bunch of advice. It also helps automate your favorite trading strategies that your favorite Gainsies and 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 Moon BTCs of the world uh, make available. So, one click, copy strategy, easy investment platform. My guy Jordan's got my back. What's up, dude? So you Jason. only have to click once, and then you're rich. Great. You click once, and then sometimes after a small period of drawdown, sometimes no drawdown, <laughs> you're rich. <laughs> Jason, All right, Jason, do you, want me to do, do you want me to do the comical intro, given that uh, people know you as Jason from Telegram, or do you want to do a real intro of your, of your own? Um, no idea. Just So I'll just go with what, what you want to do, because it's uh, your guys' podcast. Uh, I'm going to introduce you, and then you can introduce yourself, because I just want to make sure people have, uh, have the background. So Jason messaged me on Telegram. Uh, in like end of summer, I think, um, with photographs he'd taken of a notebook uh, of hand-drawn technical analysis uh, mm-hmm. with like notes. I, I guess you have like a trading journal, which is uh, like a physical physical thing. And uh, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you said something that at the time seemed absurd. I think the price was like $9,000 or $8,000. And you were like, I think it's going at 40K by January. <laughs> And you had this like hand-drawn chart uh, and uh, like everything like down to the T just came true. Uh, and ever since you've been sort of cropping up on Telegram, just throwing a random uh, random prediction in and all of them have come perfectly true so far. So we don't know if, we, if you're using cryptopathic technology or uh, we, we, we want to know how you're doing <laughs> it, but uh, we'd also like to know who you are, uh, how have you gained this like foresight ability? Um, sure. Well, I mean, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, that was just basically a a product of lockdown, I guess. Um, and staying inside and always looking at computers and charts and writing down all the trades, uh, that I take in a journal, um, and just spending a lot of time looking at different charts. So, um, yeah, I've kind of just been in crypto, uh, since, uh, early 2011. Um, but like the way in which I'm involved in crypto, like is usually different year to year. Uh, and it didn't really get like super focused on crypto until like 2017, 2016. Um, so, yeah. So how, like, why do you use a physical journal? Like I understand the, I understand the benefit of, uh, of trading journaling, but like it might be helpful in case people don't know to tell them um, what benefits you get from that as well. But I'd love to know why you use physical. It just seems like it's annoying. Um, well, mainly the physical aspect of it, like having an actual paper journal is usually around uh, common uh, price action patterns. And it's usually pretty good to reference them because if you don't jot them down, you kind of forget them. Um, and so if you just have a little journal to go back and just kind of scan through all the different patterns that you've noticed, then it makes it easier. Got it. Jason, people want to know if you have a Twitter, which I don't think you do a public one, but do you? 
Um, <laughs> as, as soon as, uh, as soon as Kobe, uh, said I'm famous on Twitter or something, I think it was like last month or whatever. Um, <laughs> I like created one, but then I was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but I just haven't, just haven't linked it. So I don't, I don't know. I so just, everyone's that's fine. That's good. The mystery, the mystery makes you powerful. Uh, so if people want to know, Kobe is Jason, Kobe is Jason's gatekeeper and there's nothing y'all can do about it. It's his alpha only. <laughs> but I always share it several months afterwards, which is <laughs> when you're not, when you're selling, <laughs> I share it once it's come true. Cause like, otherwise like people like, you know, Jason is another now, now religious figure. Like people just like, Jason always gets it right. If I share it and it doesn't come true, then, uh, it, it, like everyone gets wrecked but if it is jason that guy true, from the reddit the what will jason do no jason's from What's telegram from no no you know the old reddit the old reddit post the memes that would go around forever from that guy that went into the future that was like oh, this reddit yeah. meme i'm he wondering like the world jason, is ending yeah <laughs> check in guy. on that you i need to check that. in on that like he probably you know guessed that the capital insurrection was going to happen i don't remember what his price targets were for 2021 because he made this post years and years back but i would love to see that meme again and i'm wondering if this is jason's uh, evolution into telegram hopefully, hopefully not <laughs> otherwise <laughs> very big existential crisis kobe have you sh- have you shared his most recent prediction what do you no, hold down he, on um i think you actually asked me not to but you gave me a pretty wild prediction a couple of weeks ago um for bitcoin and i i tweeted that you'd given one but the only thing i said was mother of god um that was that was was summing summing up the prediction um you can tell people now if you feel if you feel comfortable and confident um but please be aware people using 100x leverage and they will all immediately get murdered um when they ape into whatever you say to do um I'd actually kind of like to save it. Uh, we have the screenshots or whatever, but like, I think the market's getting to an interesting state where like putting a number might change things. So um, I would say just sit tight and what will happen will happen and we'll figure it out. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I don't know. This thing clo- kind of like affect psychology. I don't know. So close your eyes and let it happen is what you're saying. Yo, this says a million dollars in 2021, but it said a hundred thousand in 2019. So we got behind. Okay. Dang. But he I was, was hoping that would still be on. Yeah. He was, everybody uh, was all into it cause it's 10,000 in 2017. So he missed 2019, yeah. but you know, we could play catch up. It could just be, you know, like he was trying to translate it after he'd visited the future and got, you know, a couple of years mixed up. Sure. Yeah. 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 He got the conversion wrong probably on the usd because the he probably didn't take into account how much the usd is losing value he probably didn't do the the math to figure out that's probably what it is no that 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 takes the the thing that i told kobe kind of takes into account the printing we've seen over the last year but yeah um yeah well here's to hoping maybe maybe he meant australian dollar because they're not worth anything are they they're like (laughs) like one australian dollar is like like 25 cents or something Jason, what do you well, what do you think for Bitcoin this year? I'm sorry. Like, what what do I think? What, yeah, what, yeah. Like, where do you think we're headed? 
Um, it's a pretty uh, interesting macro backdrop for sure. Um, a lot of different use cases that we haven't found before are being found, like you know, substitute out yield for bonds and all that narrative. Um, I think uh, a, a few people in the analyst space have like similar predictions to me, um, but they've kind of like come over the last like two, three months. Um, so I'm like really enjoying the confluence. So I think there's a reasonable chance we could have a big Q2, a summer lull, and then a big Q4, Q3. Oh, but that is that is my dream. That is the that's like my scenario. That's the scenario where it goes highest, right? Like that's the that's the one where like you, there really is a Bitcoin citadel and uh, the the hunger game starts happening. But we live in the central city, so it's okay. Uh, that's that that is my dream. Well, maybe without all the Hunger Games and the killing. But if the Hunger Games did happen, I would probably go watch it. Like, I wouldn't not go. If it's on and it's happening anyway and I can't stop it, and, like, <laughs> it's inhumane but everyone's accepted it and I don't get cancelled for that, then I'd probably go as a viewer to see it because it would be entertaining, like Gladiators used to be, I guess. I've always had this theory that there's people out there that would, that would sign up for that if it was allowed. Like there has to be people out there that would sign up today if that was allowed. So for people asking who is Jason, where is Jason Twitter, when Jason, uh, Jason doesn't have Twitter. He, Kobe is his, uh, his connection to you. Gatekeeper. And the one, one of the tw ones that uh, made Jason uh, famous is that he talked about Bitcoin going to 40K by Q1, Q2 next year, 40 to 50K. And he said that in November. So that was one of them. There was another one too that I'll try to pull up from Kobe's tweets. I think it's in a thread. I think I threaded oh, yeah. everything together. So yeah, might be able to just go not there. married to this, but I think a local low is in. Uh, and that was on January 11th, which I believe was also the local low. <laughs> yeah, here's the thread. Here's the thread. Thoughts by 19K by November 25th to 27th, which if you were on options, you probably would have like 500X or something crazy uh, if you went in on that in October because I think we were at 9,800 or something. <laughs> Fingers crossed on the notebook. Yeah, so nailed it. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bother. Fingers crossed on the notebook. Just sounds like it's about the movie. <laughs> So that's Jason. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Jason, you could start a paid group and maybe raise like $500,000 right now. Uh, it's okay. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how, how many people would join Path Pay Group? It would take a big step out of my trading because I wouldn't have to like do the intermediary trade. You could just do it on my behalf, <laughs> but my trades would remain the same. <laughs> When PathBot, that's what I want to know, <laughs> exclusively for Kobe's use, because we'd have to cap the liquidity anyways. Yes, you just buy the four-hour RSI over so then you, just, you hold it. You never sell. Four-hour RSI Long hits only. 30. Somebody's going to make only. this and make a lot of money off yeah, of you. That doesn't sound like a difficult bot to make. It I might very, make this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to make I've been waiting bot. for Kobe bot for a while. Joel, can the, are the bots automated strategies only or could it be discretionary? Like, can I go in there and, you know, pick my favorite shit coins manually and then 
it just does it? Or do I have to have some kind of automation in there? Well, the, the algos run on a specific pair, depending on what the author builds, usually Bitcoin or Ether. There's some link bots. There's an ADA bot that's just been longing ADA since January 1st, which okay, is so, up like 700% so they're, spot. they're winning. <laughs> <laughs> they're winning for sure. But um, yeah, most of them are Bitcoin or ETH. You can, you can put it on notifications only though, and then manually enter, and then Stacked will close it for you automatically uh, if you wanted to have more control over the entries. Um, yeah, so there's, some, there's some things you can do there, but it's mostly focused on just pure automation. And that's why Kobe bot, bot is necessary. Yeah. If I created a bot, right, and the um, the logic in the bot is simply if price, then execute trade at random. So it's just like yeah. if if the price if when it hits an even number, make yeah. any trade, just like long, short, like don't matter. It's just entirely decided at random, and I call it random bot. Will you list it? Yes, because all strategies go through a vetting process, as you know, and they live in this they live in this purgatory for they live in the gulag for a period of time until they until they win their way out. And so there's a there's a graveyard of strategies that never went live on stacked because, you know, they were terrible. I will say the average strategy has like a 47 percent win rate. And so if you're flipping a coin on even numbers, you're probably going to get a decent <laughs> win rate. The question is, for, for algos, the successful ones just manage risk better. They have the same win rate. They just take less losses and capitalize more on wins. So it's all about your exit strategy, not your entry. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash stacked, and I'll build Joel for this later. Let's go. <laughs> I'm good for it. Let's do it. So what... What like crazy right. stories have you seen out of stacked? Like, have you seen anybody just like makes some insane multiple retirement? Uh-huh. Type of stuff? Um, yeah, but there's only so much data that we actually look into, you know, we're pretty responsible with that stuff, but I will say that there was someone who was YOLOing seven figure trades on Gainsey bot, which trades <laughs> frequently, like multiple times a day. And he made $3 million in March. <laughs> um, <laughs> when the market was dumping to all hell, um, there was a period of drawdown for, for Gansybot after that. As Kobe as made that very clear. With, but yes, <laughs> but I have to give props where props are due. That bot's been killing it lately. It's, it's, you know, bots go through cycles, right? And again, it's really about risk management. The problem that people have is oftentimes they'll, you know, they'll get too impatient. If you can live through the drawdown, if the strategy is good and it has decent risk parameters in a bull market like this, especially, um, or in any volatile market, I should say, bull or bear, you're probably going to make money. Yeah. They, it's not like a super complicated thing, you know? What I've always noticed is like if people are copy trading someone or they're doing a bot, like they FOMO in when it's that's most profitable, when it's um, mm-hmm. due for a drawdown, and then they capitulate after they've lost yep. 30% or something. And yep. that's when it's ready to turn around based on historical performance. Yeah. Patience is key. Right. And then I think risk management is key too. Right. Like for me personally, I would never dedicate more than five, 10% tops to any automated trading strategy, but I think it's a really exciting way to get exposure to the market day to day. Like I love logging in and seeing if I'm up or down and I'm never going to get completely wrecked. So it's all up to the, all up to the person. I think Kobe said he was going to put somewhere in the range of 10 to 20 million on Gainsey bot. So we'll see. (laughs) Doesn't that ruin the (laughs) alpha? Like, (laughs) well, we shut it down for everyone else. We'll just make it exclusive for him. Nice. Yeah, because if you, you have gotta, too much size with your on something, like if you have too much size right. on something, you can't really perform with it. That's why a lot of algos don't run on 
on altcoin pairs, right? There's just not enough liquidity. If you're, you know, we have a hundred million dollars connected and 25 million is trying to long ADA on leverage, yeah, you know, with five X average leverage, you're doing a $200 million long on a four hour candle. You get in trouble real quick. So, yeah. You know, what I kind of, kind of wish is like, I, I don't, I'm a very skeptical person. So I, I don't like, I don't trust, um, things easily i don't like uh not having control of stuff online like unless it's path just telling me to buy something and me do it immediately and break my um break my uh personal uh rule set i guess but um i don't like not having the control of things so when i started using uh some of the, the stacked bots my main i would obsessively check what they were doing and like sort of like critique them like I think you're wrong, bot. Um, uh, like, yeah. A, a kind of experience I think I would prefer is having access to three or four bots, but instead of them executing trades for me, they they're sort of like a supplement to um, my own sort of thesis. So I like you know I read the chart, I decide what I'm doing every day, um, but. I could get pinged, you know, on Telegram or something when it says, you know, this, the the JSON strategy is now going long and the path strategy is also going long. And I actually was considering going long. So I'm just going to dial up the fucking leverage to max and, and go all in. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm thinking of going long, but the path bot says it's going short. So maybe I should take a look at the market and uh, consider, um, like, what am I missing? Like, that, that, I think that's the experience, like an augmentation of uh, information sort of in real time, I think would be most useful for me. Yeah, no, and you're, you're I think, leading into something really nicely because you and I have obviously talked about this in some capacity a few times, and I want to get into a more curated experience. So I think the, the, real, the real thing that's clear to me is that the way Kobe trades is probably different very different to the way I trade and very different to the way Ledger trade. I don't trade at all, right? And so we have different needs for different types of products. So having a more curated experience is going to be cool. And that's one of the reasons we bought Alertatron was to be able to do some more advanced order types. Uh, and yeah, I think you and I can can work on something like that. It'd be really cool to have a sentiment indicator or something that can feed information to you, but let you take your own decisions manually. Uh, and I think that's something that we're trying to focus on is taking the complexity out of using exchanges. This is just us personally. There's other people solving similar problems taking the complexity out of using some exchanges, giving you as much information as possible in a concise way, in a beautiful UX that allows you to be more profitable as an investor in the space. So you your ideas what? are always always well noted, my friend. You know what I want in a bot is uh, to take the money based on the back testing and all the performance metrics, but then I never want to see my P&L. I never want to see any details. <laughs> I never want to get upset about it. And I just yeah. want to come back in like two years after it's had enough time to, you know. Yeah prove itself without me having to care uh, yeah. because I'll look at the results too. And I'll be like, well, I'm a better trader than this stupid bot. Like every time it goes right. down. Uh, but right. if you trust them, like the, the good ones can usually, you know, do okay. And if it's a small enough allocation, like you were talking about Joel, like, okay, well you lost 5% if it went to zero with your money, you know? Right. So, you know, you can do that obviously by connecting, setting and forgetting. We've just seen that users in crypto, man, we're obsessive. It's not, Kobe's not unique in wanting to, be there every single second of every day when it comes to crypto we have users we have funds on on the platform that manage millions of dollars and maybe even traditional equities or something else 
where they they might not check as frequently, but they're on crypto all day. Like we're all just a bunch of fiends, I, I think, for the price action. And so it's just hard to set it and forget it, right? I want to know, but you uh, can do it. Somebody you said, can it. they make a bot that shorts whenever an Uber driver opens a chart? I have a better one. Can we make a, <laughs> can we make a bot that automatically longs anytime Nouriel Rubini talks crap about Bitcoin? I feel like there's some would, really unique ideas here. Yeah, please. We well, need. we've talked we've talked about doing a counter trade toggle, so that way any algo anywhere on the platform or any strategy, if you just have a vendetta against that author, against that quant, against that strategy, if you just think you're better than the bot, you can just toggle and it'll just take the opposite trade for everything, and then <laughs> see see who see what side wins. But we haven't put that feature live yet. We're still thinking through some of it. Uh, somebody wants to long every time uh, Majin tweets or however you pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah. I love you. You should you should show really every time path show every time path starts gloating to Magine. Every time path starts <laughs> taunting him, it's literally the top. It's happened several times. <laughs> so when I when I stop tweeting, like when I lose interest, that's a very signal someone's pointed out to me that has quite a high hit rate. So. Is that because you're playing World of Warcraft and you've just yeah. like yes, your longs just open, it's at the top. Yeah. Let's <laughs> uh we need to take a, a quick break because we need to give away our $2,000. Big Ben 913, you have won because Path chose. Uh, Path, you haven't even bought it. Oh, <laughs> was I supposed to? Well, no, but a- you don't have to. But uh, well, now let, give somebody else this investing opportunity because Path uh, picked the Doom Bjan began crypto punk. So, so by the looks of it, this is a, these are crypto punks, but they run them through an AI like recognition system, and they've they've spat something out. So it's like AI art combined with punks. I think that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how good the price is though. So yeah, I, I didn't really have a chance to like gauge how good of a buy every single one of them were because it's hundreds. Um, it was purchased uh, four months ago for 0.666 ETH. <laughs> and it's had a price drop from 6.66 ETH to 3 ETH today. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And Sweet. Ben, Big Ben 913, I'm going to need your Blockfolio Ethereum address and everyone else. You need to be prepared. You need to download Blockfolio using ledgerstatus.com slash Blockfolio. You can trade. You can trade on Blockfolio. And, hey, y'all know what I learned about Blockfolio is actually you can trade from one asset to another without going in between. Huge pain in the butt, like if you're just flipping shit coins, you know. So if you want to go from uh, Doge, because the Doge top is in, and you want to go straight back to uh, what, what are we going to buy, right? Um, what did I do the other day? I can't remember what it was. Back to Ethereum or something. Or TRX. <laughs> you want to buy Tron because Lindsay Lohan is doing it. You can go, just go straight to it. Or sushi. You can go from Doge to sushi with uh, no middle middle transaction with Blockfolio. Thanks, Blockfolio, for helping us uh, pay these big streaming bills that we have. Jason, do you think Dogecoin is going to one dollar? This weight is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense. Uh, well, let's pop over the chart. So let's see. I would say I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think so. But sorry to break any hearts. <laughs> but 
yeah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> the uh, the weekly will it, will it will it ever go above eight cents again? Uh, historically speaking, probably not. Um, <laughs> but the chat the chat's the chat's devastated. Yeah, they're really upset. <laughs> Oh, here, this Doge is another one with my 200 week moving average maximalism because look, it was just like, it just hovered on it. And once it got above, boom. Just saying, just saying, Kobe. I think it's going to 19 cents. I have noticed there is some correlation between the moving average and the price. We should investigate it further to see if they're related somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Is this the high? Uh, has Doge it never been this high before? It had a weekly it, close. No, it hit eight. It hit eight cents before. It was it no, was higher in, in Satoshi's. It, it was higher in the the world on pump in twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. It closed a weekly at two forty nine. So I think it's got to make an all time high on on Satoshi's, which will pet like it's got to pass Bcash, right? Is it past Bcash yet? No, for for it to pat for it to get to a dollar, it would be the half the size of ethereum and the number three yeah 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 no i'm not saying a dollar but uh uh it's in like no it has cap. not passed bcash it's 800 million behind bcash and market cap and it's yeah it's got to pass BCash. like 90 million how, behind ethereum they're one they're one spot apart from one another at this moment they're close that's a small. Right. That's a small. I'll root for it move. to pass Bcash for sure. That's another like ten percent. You want that? Yeah, not even. Yeah. It could pass. It could pass Stellar on the way too. You know, like just get up to like yeah, number eight or Stellar. nine. It could do it. One more. It's going to give everybody that all the whales their exit liquidity. I saw that the top holder of Doge actually was adding like all January, and that top wallet worth some crazy amount, like four billion dollars or something. Yeah, so it's up to $4 billion. And the other day, it's um, posted a series of transactions spelling out Elon Musk's birth date. <laughs> I didn't it, see that. What if he it, really is like, the CEO of Doge? I mean, what if that's he his He holds three, $3 billion worth of Dogecoin and is like posting Elon Musk memes on chain. I, it, unfortunately, I think this is what the Netflix... Um, like popular movie about crypto is going to be. It's going to be the Dogecoin saga, and I was hoping it would be something good. Uh, but yeah, like, never mind, never mind. Damn, three billion in Doge. Never been who would Doge um, who would <laughs> who would who would play Path in the uh, in the movie? Because like you've seen the Big Shot, right? And there's like you got Michael Burry played by Batman. Um, we're going to have Path, and he's going to have his blessed chart in there. He's going to be like this child who sees the future and he, makes he's his daughter. Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe, Idris Elba. Loki, Paul Dano, The Rock. The Rock is 100%. Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams! <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. I like the Maisie Williams one. Uh, it's actually quite accurate though you do look a lot like Arya Stark John Cena (laughs) that's a good one (laughs) somebody's got to talk my dog's barking 
there's a there's a good question um here i don't know if uh, ledger just muted himself um but i'm a little bit out of the uh out of the loop someone said what is your opinion on zrx um you know the the ox thing i remember in like 2017 it was super 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 hype when it came out and then it seemed to sort of fade into uh irrelevance um and as recently uh sort of become popular again as a sort of late mover on the 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 DeFi movement people sort of realizing actually this is in in some way comparable to these other things where the market cap is super 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 high does anyone know anything about this and can you teach me i know everything just said, about where it is my chair? i'm gonna chill yeah. the crap out of my bags right. uh <laughs> so there's a there's this deal right where zrx is completely mispriced relative to other stuff um, from a volume perspective, they are, uh, they're doing, I think they hit like three or 4 billion in DeFi volume, but they're one of the primary methods of volume in DeFi. But from a market cap perspective, uh, especially fully diluted, they're like way behind a lot of the other projects that are out there. So when I was first buying it, it was 54 cents and it was like 450, uh, or 500 billion in market cap. Uh, whereas one inch is today 8.3, 8.4 billion in fully diluted market cap. Um, now, like right this moment, uh, ZRX is higher somewhere. I can't find it right now. Um, but they're they're essentially like the just as big of a part of the trading side of um, like DeFi stuff as it's 1.7 billion and 1.3 billion current. Um, as some of these other protocols, like, you know, the Sushis and the Unis and all of that. And some of them even use ZRX under underneath. And um, <laughs> the chat's calling me blind because I can't see. But I'm, all, I'm trying to look at the stream, see what's there, and then also find these details and also not type anything in my browser that's going to, like, dox wallets and crap. So give me a break. Um, so... Yeah, it's basically DeFi plumbing. That's what else do you need to know. You said you don't care about fundamentals uh, until until you're down on the position. Why are they not on any meat? Like they they get a ton of volume on Binance, and their third highest is VCC exchange. Um, and then BTC, I guess is. Yeah, they have volume on Coinbase. Un unfortunately, their volume fair. on their own decks is not that great. I think they're trying to steer away from from that maybe for some regulatory reasons um i'm gonna try to find a better chart i didn't even know they were DeFi. i mean i just remember them being everywhere in 2017 yeah so they and had to a be 20, frank, they had a 25 million dollar ico back then yeah. um that i was really excited about but after it went to the highs in 2018 like tw january 2018 uh they kept doing stuff but it just wasn't like people it wasn't talked about as much um sure yeah, that's exactly my experience. I was I was super hyped. I, I was like at some point almost all in. Um, some of my best trades were on it, and then it just seemed like everyone stopped caring at the same time. Maybe because you know bull market ended and everyone lost all their money and stuff. But it never really picked back up with DeFi. And it seems like well, there was just a god candle on it the other day where it just went from like the bear market price to like DeFi prices in one candle. It was the candle that path wants to happen on Zcash. <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, 
I was in this trade throughout. I'm still in this trade. I have a stupid amount of money relative to my portfolio in this trade. It hit the first, like the first price target, that $2 was the prior all-time high. And Kobe, you mentioned back then, like it was a perfect range trade for back then. You know, it went from, it was like a stable coin at a 20 cents and it went from 20 cents to $2. But then even in the beginnings of the bear market, like it was a perfect kind of a cyclical trade if you wanted to make it. Um, and then it just went into the death zone and basically it's just mispriced. It's going to go into price discovery versus the dollar and you run the fibs just like we have with all the others. That's what's going to, that's what's going to happen. $3 is the 1.618. Curious what you think about in general, some of these 2017 majors, we had DeFi summer that led into a big start to the year. We have some of these really exciting protocols and utilities that are, that are uh, coming to light with Ave and, and Uniswap, all these different, you know, different uh, utility protocols. I'm over here looking at the original Chinese Ethereum right now. I'm over here looking at Ant shares. Okay, an old an old friend of mine, and you, I don't know if I've seen a, a chart I'd rather buy in my life than than Neo right now at thirty seven dollars. Uh, this has got more volume than anything it's ever seen before. It's 10x below all-time high how, how are you feeling about some of these like 2017 majors neo omg strat <laughs> zrx you name it right nem well i think Stellar. i think this is the difference between uh like zrx and those like those for the most part i don't believe in in the slightest because they're not doing new stuff they're not doing anything yeah so i'm going to show you a couple things i'm not done with my shill uh oh god bless yeah yeah, how about that? <laughs> Shout out Jared, who has a huge bag. My guy Jared, let's hear it. Um, Just told me. Yeah, so Zero, uh, ZRX is also on the back end of a lot of these other DEXs. So like the down-the-line DEXs, uh, after you do Uniswap and uh, SushiSwap, like their protocol is on the back end of a lot of the other ones. And one more. Where'd it go? Um yeah, it's just different. It's a it's an actual DeFi uh, project, whereas like I don't buy that Neo is really doing DeFi. You know, I think they're just chasing yeah. DeFi narratives. Yeah, yeah. So here's but the, does have pumponomics? That's the question. Here's the uh, here's the volume on zero X, and if you do like price relative to volume on the protocol, um, it blows other ones out of the water. And uh, yeah, so they're it's just. It's undervalued. Um, oh, also, already they have some protocol revenue feeding the token for like staking rewards, and there's a possibility that they have more like cash flow incentives coming in the future. Whereas Uniswap has no revenue that goes towards token holders. Like SushiSwap, ZRX, One Inch, they all deliver revenue to token holders. Whereas Uniswap is valued the most and people are just assuming that it's going to send revenue to token holders, but there's nothing that's actually proof of that and governance will have to make that happen. So they're just assuming it will, which is a pretty big assumption. So that's my show. It's going into price yeah. discovery. Sold. Buying a bag. Thank you. It's that easy, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll have to pull up the other chart, the Neo, right? I don't even know where I would find Neo. I got to go find like some ancient watch list that I have. I've, I've had, I just have noticed a lot in my Twitter DMs and I've just started to notice some old, I had people asking me about Dragon Chain still, like how are you still hold that? I don't know. 
So I'm just wondering, like, are there some good pumponomics to the, you know, to the OGs or are they just dead? Here's a, oh gosh, you can't see because I've got this gigantic stream window. I need to figure out a better way to get people on the, on the stream. Here we go. There, it's like kind of in the corner. Um, it looks like Zcash to me. <laughs> That's not a good thing. On the BTC pair, don't, don't you think, Path? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, as I said earlier, like they all, all of these old shit coins kind of pump together. They look very similar, which has me a bit worried. Um, yeah. So that doesn't normally end well, but yeah. Just to, just to ask the question, why does that worry you? Because um, you, you, these things, they're not moving because of fundamentals. Like they're all kind of moving together just in a broad like market move. Um, there's not, not necessarily anything special about these coins. Like as we said, they're all, they're all legacy, right? They don't, a lot of them don't necessarily do anything new. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not the market saying, oh, this is undervalued. It's the market just buying anything. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. What are your thoughts on some of these uh, uh, OG coins from the 2017 era, 2018 era, like rebranding with uh, DeFi usage? Do you think that changes that narrative or that thesis at all? Or uh, Maybe, but I, I think that's kind of just like, oh, we want to be new and shiny again and get more money in, but yeah, it's a bit, bit desperate. Sure. sure. Like, yeah, uh, I, th I think it is desperate, but in 2017, those were some of the, like, it, it depends what they're doing. If they're actually doing something yeah. that is genuinely good, um, mm -hmm. I think it, like, finding those is, is really nuts. In 2017, I missed so many good runs because it was something that was like a joke or something shit rebranding into something else that was trying to be a bit better. And I was like, ah, they're just, it's just another scam. They're just trying to like cover, cover up the fact that it's just, you know, like Dogecoin dark. Like they're just trying to cover up. They just want to change the name because it's Dogecoin dark is stupid. Um, but uh, then it went like 10 billion times. So of these do you, I, I think I tend to think like Tezos is the most wrecked uh, fundamentally. Oh yeah. I was just it's, looking at that. So uh, I heard from a guy who used to run, I think he's, yeah, he's run a baker for Tazel since like day one. Um, by the sounds of it, all the bakers are like, they're going to try and fork Tazel because they're not happy with the foundation because the foundation, they have like a billion dollars. They're not doing anything with it. And they've wrapped, they've wrapped their Bitcoin on Ethereum instead of Tazel. So they're not, the, the founders aren't even using Tazel, right? No one, yeah, no one's using it. I think, support. so I've, uh, I've always thought like, Fundamentals are good to know first before you like get in via technicals just to know like what's absolute vaporware. So maybe there's only the pump or whatever, but I feel like Tezos really ran into some problems because it's all built on OCaml. So like the trade, like the uh, coding interface, it's harder to recruit developers. It's like you can't write solidity and use EVM and, you know, some of those types of things. Whereas the ones where people that know solidity can do, you know, work on that chain, like has a huge advantage. So I don't care like about the practicals, um, with Tezos cause nobody's going to develop on it and they're having a hard time recruiting people. So I feel like if Tezos moons, it's a real sign that things are like done. Whereas some of the other ones, yeah. if they're compatible with EVM, I'm a little better with it. Um, because they might actually have some kind of Ethereum's too expensive. We're going to use Polkadot or whatever type of vibe, you know? Yeah. 
I, I still have some of my tasers from the ICO back in like 2017. Do you have your password? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of the few people <laughs> who actually saved it. Thank God. Well, it, it amazes me. It's not like so much of the supplies are locked up from people who lost their passwords, but that hasn't really, that hasn't helped the price at all. Like I can't imagine how low it would be if everyone <laughs> <laughs> Well, versus USD, it's, it's break. I mean, it's getting back up to all time high. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but everything's going to go to price discovery versus USD. I just expect it'll lag. Except yeah, Satoshi's yeah. vision. Satoshi's vision, Bitcoin <laughs> Satoshi's vision, is lower against the dollar than it was last February. Last February. So we've gone through this gigantic global mac- like macro uh, event. They've printed two trillion dollars in a day or something, and BSV went down. It went down. That's how shit is. It's so bad that despite <laughs> Pokemon cards going 3,000x, despite Decentraland plots, despite Litecoin going up, despite fucking Beyblades reselling on eBay for thousands and thousands of dollars, BSV was the only thing, the only asset that went down against the dollar. You can't find another one. Look online. You can't find one anywhere. Nothing else went down against the dollar in 2020 except BSV. It's the only thing that went down. That is incredible. That's un- that's unreal. Uh, that's brilliant, though. I love that. Just as a note, my buddy JMP said that uh, as soon as we stopped making Path Talk, the market rebounded. So, uh, oh, oh shout <laughs> Just saying. JMP is my guy. You that uh, Verge has a accum- Livermore accumulation cylinder, right? Going on in the BTC pair. Jason, you're going to need to inform us what is an accumulation <laughs> cylinder. What the hell is it? <laughs> Have you heard of Livermore? Like Livermore's accumulation cylinder? Uh, inform accumulation us. Cylinder. I know. It's just basically like a like a 14-point schematic uh, constructed by Jesse Livermore back in like the 20s, like the 1920s. You're giving CT folks so much credit right now, Jason. Um <laughs> <laughs> Verge has a has a Livermore cylinder right now. <laughs> I think uh, I think a few people on crypto Twitter have also cited it. But um, since we're talking about dinosaurs and DeFi, and because we're talking about bleeding edge technology, I figured I'd just put that out there. <laughs> oh, it's like a rising uh, broadening wedge. That's, that's a rising broadening like. wedge that it breaks yeah, north it, out of. It's just kind of like uh, up out of yeah. It's kind of like my Shopify slash Ave chart, but it's. The oh, reverse. Man. Can you stop bringing up Shopify chart? <laughs> no one wants to know about your Shopify charts, dude. Every single stream you like try. Are you like an equity owner in Shopify? Are no. you the CEO of Shopify? No, I wish. I wish. Uh, yeah, no kidding. It was the Every single um, stream. Guys, I got a jet. Um, Jordan, thanks for having me, uh, inviting me over. Brian, thanks for hosting, man. Path, nice to kick it with you. And Jason, nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. Uh, you know, that price come true, hopefully, hopefully for all of us. Nice to meet you too. I've actually met you before, but nice to meet you again. <laughs> that <was a> Jealous? <laughs> Jealous? <laughs> the look on Jordan's face, right? All right. Uh, cool. Well, hit me up then, Jason. Um, it'd be, it'd be great to chat again, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Brian. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. See you, buddy. Thanks. All right. Cheers. And my video is going to break again. Maybe Jason is like real names, not Jason, but Jason is like, maybe he's Barry Silver or something. <laughs> That's what I would prefer. <laughs>
We've, we've all met Jason at some point in our lives. Jason was my, uh, my midwife when I was born. Jason was the doctor that, <laughs> doctor that delivered me. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see here. Almost got this fixed. And there we go. Jason the movie. <laughs> Jason, Jason Statham. I am Jason's raging psoriasis. <laughs> uh, Path, did you talk about Ethereum all-time targets, like for the cycle or just this year? Somebody was uh, asking about whether we could do 10K or not. Yeah, I, I think that's possible. Um, I, I honestly have no idea. If it flips Bitcoin, it can just, like, I, you know, out of this world. I have no idea. Do you think, do you think flipping Bitcoin is, like, real? Uh, yeah, that may or may not be because I have more Ethereum than Bitcoin. <laughs> You're shilling your bag here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it, only for a moment, if only for a moment, right? Like very, very, very briefly for like a, a five minute candle or something, the market cap is higher. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I need. And I don't even want to, I don't even want it to happen for any reason other than I'd love to read what they say about it on Twitter. I'd love the day. What happens and uh, like you know go to the maxes with the who have their podcasts to sell like the lightning network to people and i just love to read their tweets that's all i want to do i want to read their tweets i want to see what they say i want to know what the cope looks like jason what are your thoughts on that i'm sorry what were we talking about sorry I, I was no, flipping. you're fine oh, see it's you. actually jason who's providing the plunge protection bid uh, he, was, he was busy, busy making sure that uh, we protect forty-seven five or whatever it is that we got to do. Uh, yeah, the flipping of ETH of, of BTC with ETH. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, th I think it's completely real. Uh, it will happen within like, if not five years, probably sooner. Um, what about yeah. six months? Uh, it depends on how many institutions come in, but like considering the timeline of due diligence. Um, it's probably all going to be the people that are heading uh, these large institutions. They will come in first with their personal under very quickly constructed funds and uh, complex structures. Um, and then they will bring their clients money in first or second. Sorry. The, uh, so. the uh, Jason, do you pay attention to like the grayscale trust and the Ethereum trust and when they start Hoover and coins that being like local bottoms? Uh, yeah, I paid attention to Grayscale too. Uh, Ethereum definitely like pumped as soon as Grayscale opened back up. Like that was like the day after or something is when we broke out of that all-time high consolidation. Yeah, definitely. Grayscale is, uh, you know, to put it simply, it's it's just a, a way to measure potential future demand. Um, yeah. Path, do you look at any of that kind of stuff or just chart? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think Grayscale is very useful. Um, it did spike for Zek recently as well. As well. So. They also uh, filed for a Wi-Fi trust, which is... There's a, a whole bunch of new stuff, yeah. Yeah. They also just applied for a maker trust as well. Really? Yeah. Jason, are you a DeFi person? Yeah. What's your, what's your narrative there? It's going to eat traditional finance and uh, its gateway is fintech. 
So you think it's got like a long way to go? It's it's literally the future. It's the product market fit of Ethereum, and all the all the first and future use cases are going on Ethereum, and it's going to take away extreme market share from traditional financial uh, incumbents. Yeah. Uh, Listen to the confidence. Yeah. Sounds like it's already happened, doesn't it? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that we'll have like do the winners exist today like is it going to be ave or you know like sushi or whatever like are those winners going to be the ones who win in in that larger battle or do you think it's like a netscape type of thing where somebody's going to come in and stomp all over the existing players um i kind of don't think it really matters if from that viewpoint what matters is that we have the core innovation like of, you know, automated market makers of this whole automated system. Um, I think a lot of these protocols definitely have a huge lead. They have a huge lead, um, especially when you talk with anyone, even in FinTech, which is considered to be like the faster moving finance. Uh, if you go to like, if you talk to anyone from traditional finance, they move so slow. They move so slow. Um, so, for them to give up their lead, I think they would have to have some serious missteps or bad decision-making, but um, yeah, they're, they're, these guys can be the, the big dogs, I would say in, in like the next two, three, four years, if they just play not to lose and they make the right decisions. Um, but they, there could very well be uh, a period of consolidation where you know, some mixture of the protocols we see today and some of the uh, some of the companies and entities in traditional finance or fintech like consolidate into some larger offering. I don't know, but yeah, I think it would be very hard for them to to give up this lead, considering how slow traditional moves. I tend to think every single one of them is going to end up like an all-in-one solution. Like I interviewed the sushi guys uh, yesterday at four thirty in the morning, and. Um, like they're already kind of doing an all in one where they've got swaps, lending, margin, uh, like all this stuff kind of in the bento box or whatever they're calling it. But I feel like every single one, like major player is going to end up with every product. So they really are going to be like a DeFi bank, each one of them, you know? Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I actually was talking with a guy who managed, um, a United States kind of like, uh, uh, like basically billion dollar treasury for one of the United States who's getting into DeFi uh, yesterday, actually. And um, there's going to be no shortage of demand for this space and for this yield, especially considering what's going on. Um, there's going to be a lot of new businesses launched on top of like these protocols um, and they will benefit greatly from the efficiencies um, that these protocols bring when you compare it versus incumbent, like costs, uh, things like that. Uh, new companies, they're going to use Maker, they're going to use Compounds, they're going to use Aave uh, to essentially bring this value uh, from the real world into DeFi. And when I say bring the value, I mean like bring actual securities um, through these money markets, through these securitization stacks, um, you know, you name it. It's, yeah, it's You're making me uh, very much feel like I just need to stay up only for a long time. 
Uh, Cash is trash, man. Just just stay with the future of finance. That's all um, you got to do. Dude, you, you can't talk about Ray Dalio ever, around me. I'll get too excited. Do you, ever, um, do you ever feel like you're not long enough or you don't have enough exposure to the market, even though you spent the last 10 years of your life only working on crypto? You developed a cryptocurrency Twitter account based on like a based on memes you run a crypto twitter stream you spend all your days looking at charts you have your entire net worth and multiples of it leveraged out and yet you're still somehow not exposed enough to the market i mean i feel that way right this moment that's what i felt like when jason was saying that like people are going to use compound to fucking insider trade and shit yeah, and just to clarify, because I think I, I botched it a bit, you know, I was talking with a guy who managed a state pension fund uh, in the United States, uh, a multi-billion-dollar state pension fund, and you can't you can't put a cap or a, a number on the number of people that are just ringing this guy, basically asking them to take their money to put into a DeFi fund or into DeFi strategies or any mixture um, that they're okay with, you know, the personal custody risk and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah this, is, this is not ICOs. I agree. I think every single one of the grayscale DeFi products is going to like hypermoon. Um, we're going to leave you out with that bullishness path. What do you want to uh, leave folks with? Uh, so Andrew Yang just tweeted something quite interesting. If you guys have seen that. Uh, can you link it to me? Uh, it's in, it's in the, he tweeted that he if he is made uh, mayor of New York I would um, invest in making the city that he will he will pump Zcash (laughs) (laughs) he said I would invest in making the city a hub for BTC and other cryptocurrencies that is that the top Kobe is like not if he gets elected when's the election no the top the top is when he does it that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's the reason he's elected <laughs> yeah yeah that's i'm saying like elected and then new york's running on bitcoin and everyone's like paying for their coffee waiting like six minutes for a transaction to go <laughs> like, it's gone cold please can I have it that's the top yeah that's that's what i'm saying not the top of being the announcement the top of uh being it, it he's gonna win like this is gonna happen that's that's our market 250k bitcoin path made that so jason said DeFi takes over the world Ave is going to be like number three market cap or something. That'll be the day. We'll leave it with that. Path, did you have anything else? Uh, that's it, pretty much. Yeah. Lots of questions in chat. I, I can't do it. Jason, we're going to have to bring you back I on. Got- You've got a galaxy brain, I can tell, listening to you for like 10 minutes. Uh, so I hope you're ready to be a, a regular guest on Ledger and Kobe Live. Kobe, what do you want people to know before we go? Uh, next week we have um, the greatest, possibly the greatest, possibly the most commercially successful NFT artist, Beeple, coming to join us to talk about um, NFTs and his new NFT project. And then the week after that, we have uh, KSI and Calyx coming to talk about their reef bags and uh, the venture from YouTubing into cryptocurrency. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you for chilling out with us on this Thursday. Is it Thursday? Thursday. Today's Thursday. Evening. See you next Thursday and the Thursday after and the Thursday after and the Thursday after and the Thursday after until I die. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We'll catch y'all next time. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash 
Blockfolio. Download it. Congrats, Big Ben, on your $2,000. See you next time.